gangsters, you've done a lot of damage to the Rock and Roll Express, to the Armstrongs, to yours truly. Now look what you're looking at right here. The thugs. T is for terrible. H is for hell. U is for ugly. And G is for jail. Because a thug can't spell. But one thing we spell, that's pain. And we spell it F-I-S-T. You got the Bucksnort Blaster and the Robertson County Redneck, the wild-eyed southern boy, Tracy Smothers. And what do you expect them to do about it, white boy? I expect them to stand there and get their butt whooped. That's because that's exactly what's going to happen, gangsters. You've been running roughside around Smoky Mountain too long. So Way guess what's going to happen? Tough guys, it's all coming to a screeching halt. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Omnibus Edition of our Tracy Smothers episode. As you all know, Tracy unfortunately passed away due to cancer on October the 28th of 2020. And we were blessed to have Tracy on our show a few different times throughout the years. So, uh, never before these these episodes have aired before, but they were cut up into different chunks. So never before have they been put together. We decided uh, in an effort to pay honor to Tracy, keep his memory alive. We were going to put these up as a full episode. So the first two parts that you'll hear are from Trace's appearance on BTT in I believe it was July of 2009, 2017. And then you're going to hear the third part, which was from July of 2019. So hope you enjoy. Uh, I want to thank Tracy Smothers for all the memories of over the over the years that he gave us and, and Smoky Mountain, especially since we cover that entire territory, but everywhere. And uh, R.I.P. Tracy, uh, we'll keep your memory alive. And thanks for all the memories. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody, I'm sitting here with uh, returning guest, Bobby Blaze. But uh, we brought on a friend of Bobby's, uh, Tracy Smothers, man. Tracy, thank you for taking some time and uh, coming on Booking the Territory tonight. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Well, anytime, man. Me. I mean, you know, you, you, you do your thing down there with Wildcat Sports. So uh, I'm glad Harper hooked me up with your number and we were able to sit down and do this. So you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Tracy, welcome to the show. This is a great show, man. I'm glad to be on here. Mike always does a great show, and this book in the territory is really awesome. So uh, it's an honor to be here with him and also to have the great Tracy Smothers on the book in the territory this week, man. Good to hear from you, Tracy. Yeah, you too, Bobby. You too. You too. When are you going to write another book? I'm working on one all the time, brother. Yeah. You saw what I wrote about you that last one. I've written two. Yes, sir. Of course, I put you over yeah, in it. You yeah, know that. You. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. You're welcome, my brother. You're welcome. Hey, hey Tracy, we, we all, in my day job, in corporate America, I definitely live by Bobby's uh, creed, uh, pin me, pay me. I, I just, uh, I take the pin, and then I hope they pay me. Whatever you say, boss. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how I yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Tracy, how'd you get, uh, let me ask you a question, man. I, I know you've done a lot of stuff with uh, Luke's group down in Wildcat, man. How, uh. And Luke's a long-time uh, friend of mine. How how long you uh, – or how did you get uh, hooked up with Luke and them down in Wildcat, man? Uh, I've known Luke uh, since he started when he was Alter Boy Luke. He uh, <laughs> used to work PCW. Uh, all right, yeah. Yeah, him and uh, uh, Kevin Northcutt and uh, Rodney Mack, you know, all, uh, you know, whenever we'd be down that area, they'd work out in the ring. And uh, they book them some, use them as security, whatever. You know what I mean? You know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I've known him since he's a kid. Got oh, along okay. Twenty years. You know. 
Yeah, no, not for yeah. a while. I, was, I, I figured. Like that, uh, yeah, yeah. I figured that's right, how you got hooked late, up. Late nineties. I, I was in ECW ninety seven, ninety nine. So uh, two and a half years. So that's, that's how I know him. That's where I know him from. That's where I met him. Is that one of your uh, your favorites? Your favorite independents to work these days, or what? Yeah, yeah, it is. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I've done the uh, that bar show they do there every year. The last three years now. I've done it. Yeah, yeah I heard. I heard you. Good time. Uh, good time. Hey, Bobby, I, I hear he ruffles the feathers of the fans down there pretty well. He 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 play, he, uh-huh. he does a damn good job of pissing off the cage. <laughs> I understand. Oh yeah, someone's gonna die. You know that's the thing. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's a struggle, brother. And some, somebody's yeah. gonna die. <laughs> yeah, it's good hey, time always is. Yeah. Hey, hey, Bobby, I, I gotta ask Tracy a question about Smoky Mountain about somebody that we're kind of hard on on this show sometimes. You think it's safe? <laughs> yeah, Tracy would be a straight up with you. you know. uh, <laughs> uh, Tracy, man, we're on this show sometimes. I can't lie. Uh, when it comes to Tim Horner, we're we're kind of hard on his Smoky Mountain promos because uh, we do a Smoky Mountain only show and we talk about everything and whatnot. Um, let me ask, how, what were your thoughts on Tim Horner and Smoky Mountain Wrestling as far as, I mean, he, he seems like he's a really, really great worker, but we kind of make fun of his promos sometimes. So, uh, just thoughts on Tim Horner and Smoky Mountain, because I think you got to work with him a lot there, didn't you? Well, yeah, I've known Tim, uh, since 1983. Yeah, yeah, I've known Tim a long time. Uh, I don't remember how, how long was he there, Bobby? Um, I'm trying to remember. I think you left in maybe two years because he came in in 92. I came in in 93 when you and I first met. And I think he was gone maybe early 94. I'm pretty sure. So maybe a couple two years. First, first couple two years. years, maybe year and a half, maybe. Yeah. 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 And of course, Jim was always good to me too. But you know, I, I think when, um, what, uh, Mike's talking about they they do the book in the territory in the Smoky Mountain show. They really bury him for his uh his interview <laughs> skills, if you will, not his work rate. Um, and of course, you and I got to work with him and get to know him a little bit better. Um, so you know, um, they just bury him for his, his interview, if you will. We, we just Bobby, you gotta have we gotta have fun some way, right? So oh, we, absolutely. We have... No, no, I'm, I'm just I'm kind of uh, bringing Tracy up to speed. Yeah. I there's nothing personal against him, and I always put him over. But, but, uh, but yeah, I think his interview skills—they—they browbeat him to death on those. Is, is what I let Tracy know about. Yeah. Now he—he's well, a damn I mean, good wrestler, though, from what I can see, though. From, from oh yeah, everything I watched, oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Him and Brad too were a great team, oh, underrated God. tag team. You know, both great workers. Uh, but uh, uh, no, I've known him since then, and and. Uh, in 83, since I started, he started before I did. And, uh, gosh, he ain't worked in a while, I guess. It's been years. But, uh, 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 he was there helping Jimmy run it and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, run the whole thing. He was right under Jimmy and, of course, Sandy Scott. And, uh, uh, I worked with him once there. Uh, we did a thing and, uh, all we did was, it was for Morristown. His hometown and a title match, you know, Smoky Mountain title match. And, uh, you know, it's like a babyface match, kind of rough babyface match, you know, not really an issue. We did some interviews, did us little TVs for it. We didn't go around the loop with it. Uh, I wish we would have, but we had a hell of a match. Uh, went real good and people were really with Tim because his hometown, Morristown, you know. Yeah. And, uh, 
he wasn't his interview. Uh, uh, you remember Mike Rotundo? Yeah, how I do. Mike Rotundo was such a great worker, but as a baby face, his interviews wasn't that good because he's just a he's a uh, real serious guy. Tim, same way, great wrestler. I always thought if Tim would have been a heel, he could have done a better interview because he could yeah. be himself. You know what I mean? You know, I think you might stuff. be right on that because I've done a loop with you him know. one time. Um, we worked like three or four nights in a row, just a little baby face, a little bit rough, you know, but no promos and didn't take around a loop or anything. We've done a weekend three or four nights in a row. But, yeah, I, that, that's probably a pretty good comparison, man. But, you know, Tracy is like a lot of guys, man. It's like you remember um, it's just like Brad, how funny Brad was outside the ring. Or even Brian yeah. Lee, uh, Brian Lee, you know, he was such a character outside the ring, but once that camera went on, um, there was, yeah, you know, yeah, it Brad was, was yeah, you know, yeah. one of the greatest workers ever. You know, I loved Brad death, and I'm sure you did too, but, you know, once the cameras went on, yeah. they, they kind of lost that little bit of uh Brian, speed. I thought, did Brian, Brian did real good interviews when they hit him with uh, Sonny. Hold on. Yes, I was going to say, when they put him with Tammy, um, he did, man. Yeah. He started coming yeah. into his own as a heel there. Hey, guys. My my girlfriend is calling me. Uh, can y'all can I answer this? She don't know I'm doing this. I forgot to tell her. She'll call me a hundred times if I don't get. She's she's uh, got to go work tonight. If yeah, I don't yeah. get up with her, you know what I mean. You know, can I can, can y'all call me? Give me like two minutes and call me right back. Yeah, sure. that, yeah. Can we hey, do that? Can text we do that? me, text me, Tracy, and I and I'll, I'll call you back as soon as you're done. All right, all right. All right. Well, all right, that number. All right, I will. Yeah. Okay, let me do this. All right. All right, cool. <laughs> I know that he, he's gonna give out the damn number on the uh, air there, yeah. uh, Mike. I'm gonna have to block it out, man. <laughs> Text me. What was that about the nine minute mark, man? Let me write that down. Tracy said <laughs> nine minute mark block out number. There we go. Edit it out. Ah, oh, boy. Huh. Oh shoot, man! Uh, you know, you know, it's funny, man. We were, uh, man, we were, we were talking about Horner again this week, man. We we actually said uh, this was offline. <laughs> we get, we're still recording, Bobby. So uh, okay, because I'll just I'll up. just ring. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> ring him back. <laughs> right, I'll ring him back as soon as he texts me. But uh, man, we were uh, we were talking about Tim Horner. I don't know if we said it on the show or not, but man, I'm actually gonna miss when he leaves Smoky Mountain. Because no, you won't. No, you won't. Yes. Well, no. Here's why I say that. I'm just kidding. I'm just... <laughs> no, because uh, you know uh, I'm gonna miss it because it's actually a source of of entertainment from a podcasting perspective. It yeah. might not be good for TV, but for what we do, it's 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 good humor. I know. I, I got what you meant. I, I understand. I just. <laughs> Trying to make you laugh there. Um, yeah. 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 I saw, hey. the, um, I think we was in Jellicoe, Tennessee, and I saw the wheels coming loose, man. And I said, uh, he won't be here much longer. I could just tell. Oh, um, did you? And, when it was and, all, really, it was all unfolded? Stuff that I, um, found out here recently, you know, uh, listen to Corny's podcast. And, and by the way, you've done a great job on a 605 the other day, man. What a, I was surprised and I like that, that I don't know who is going to be the co-host. The way Brian does that. So when you came on, I was like, yay for you, because I'm a fan of yours, you know. And yeah. uh, that's straight shoot, because you do such a good uh, podcast here on the book in the territory. But um, anyway, yeah, um, there was a couple times in the locker room at TVs, and I, I just kept thinking, man, 
there's more to it than this. There's more to it than this. Something else is going on because, you know, even I wrote, and I wrote positive stuff about Tim in my book. Um, I tried not to bury anyone. I tried not to talk about, you know, the, the bad stuff about anyone. Um, but yeah. anyway, my point is I, I saw it probably three, if not four months out. I saw the wheels kind of rolling off the wagon, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. There was a couple of TVs there, and they was just going in separate directions. And I think Tim was trying to get some people in his camp. And uh, man, I was—I'm a Jim Cornette guy, you know. And um, I'm a Cornette guy. Uh, he gave me my break, and um, I thought what what was said and what where it was going, um, it was the writing was on the wall, you know. So, um, and I was just a fly on the wall. I just kind of stayed there, mind my own business, done my own thing, hung with the boys, done my matches, and, and fit in. You know, that's one thing I told Tim, uh, thanks when he put the U.S. title, the junior title on me, you know, as well as Jimmy and Sandy and Brian and all those people. But, but uh, you know, I told Tim, and he said, hey, man, you're a good fit here. And I thanked him, and I said, don't worry about me. You don't have to babysit me. I've worked other territories. You ain't got to worry about me being on time. Uh, any other issues that other guys may have or whatever, I'm just thankful to be here. Because at that point, I kind okay. of thought he was part of the office, you know. So uh, there you go. Hey, yeah. Chase, welcome back. But, yeah, yeah. there were some things okay. I saw, yeah. Mike, happen, you know. Yeah, I mean, and Jim's been obviously vocal about it. We, we were <laughs> yes. talking about Horner still, uh, Tracy. Uh, and um, the oh, one thing that I, I'm going to ask Jim the, the next time out. I talk to you him. You're talking about the when they had that big falling out? Yeah, yeah. When they had him and Jimmy? Yeah. yeah, I don't know exactly what that was over. What was that over, Bobby? I can't even remember. I, you know, I, I was telling Mike there off. There's just a lot of things. A lot of things. So I saw about three months out. I remember we was at uh, Jellico, uh, Tennessee, and I remember, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jimmy had. They was doing. It was a weird TV because I remember him saying something about can't those idiots get it right or something like that. And Horner came back <laughs> in and was like, "Don't call me an idiot." And he went over, and he kind of, kind of got us emoped and, and done his little camp thing. But my biggest thing on that one was that's when Well Done came in, and I had to work with another guy, and they told me, you know, you, you look good. You look good. So I went out there, and I ate both them guys up. They gave me so much that by the time they called mm-hmm. to finish, I tagged the other boy in. They pinned him. And I got the back, and Cornette, it's probably one of the two times that Cornette kind of like got on me a little bit, but he said, you know, fuck, you ate them guys up. What the fuck? You know, and I was like, dude, I kept telling them, yeah. reverse it, do this, do that. They didn't. They, I guess they either had too much respect or, or knew that the other guys were going to take the pin. That's sad, Because now Steve Dunn and uh, yeah. Rex are both dead. That's terrible. Isn't it? Anyway, I had to go back Spoiler. out after the taping and, and reshoot the match again. Basically, I went and done a couple moves, tagged. They beat the boy up and, and pinned him. But um, I remember that being one of the first nights that I saw some serious heat between Jimmy and uh, Tim there. But, yeah, and it is sad. I, I, think, about, I uh, think Tim Tim like, would get frustrated because Jimmy would do a lot of things at the last minute. And maybe, maybe uh, 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 you know, he was doing a little too much, Jimmy was. I'm sure that's yeah. uh, maybe Sandy and Tim helped a little more. I think Tim felt that way. But, you know, I mean, you like both of them. You hate to see that. But, uh, sure. Things happen. They and were maybe, always good, real good. They were real tight, good friends because they started that whole Smoky Mountain together. Right. It's Tim, Tim and uh, uh, and Jimmy and of course Sandy, yeah. Sandy Scott. God rest his soul, he's gone too. And Brian's know? gone, and Brian was a big part of keeping that glue together, you know. But uh, maybe they just thought Jimmy was spreading himself too thin, 
and maybe Tim was wanting more responsibility. It's a lot. I, you know, it's a lot. I mean, it's a long time ago, but, yeah. but, uh, uh, and, and, uh, I don't know. You know how it is, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy and, and Tim was all in water anyway as, as, as far as how yeah. they live their lives and stuff. You know, you know what I mean, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just happens. I mean, sometimes guys become friends, but they don't work together good as far as when they're, you know, in business together. Does that make sense? What I'm saying, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, you see that happen in all type business in, in life, you know. What? But, uh, uh, you know, I, no, I love Tim. We had, oh, yeah. he, he was, uh, uh, he, he got, he, when he got that authority, he was a little different. Uh, you know, loved him to death, but he, he, uh, you know, he, he come down on guys was a little hard ass kind of on guys a little bit. He was wanting yeah. to take the gimmicks. I was going to ask, uh, do you remember uh, he come and, to us and, about uh, the gimmicks at the baby faces table? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. came up to us at Knoxville and, and uh, I They didn't get over it. Anybody, nobody, you know, cause oh. rock and roll, of course, you I know, say, the business, you and Rick and Robert. We uh yeah. we packed our shit, went back to the locker room if you remember. We didn't sell gimmicks yeah. that day. Um yeah. up, uh-huh. said, I they, remember they, wanted like, yeah. they wanted like twenty seven percent or something. It was some fucking ridiculous number. Sure, I, I thought he wanted to take them. I couldn't and, remember. I remember getting I, 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 go ahead. No, I was just gonna I, say I remember. one of the things that I remember was we was up there setting up and he come to us and said something about, you know, we need uh, I, maybe they were going to take them. I don't know, but I was like, fuck that. And everyone else, because I was following yours and Ricky and Robert's lead. And, uh, we ended up not selling gimmicks. I think it was like a Sunday afternoon show. We were like, fuck it. And we went back to the locker room and, uh, didn't sell gimmicks that day. Cause we said, fuck it. We ain't paid them any money, you know, but it yeah. was, I thought it was yeah. like, it was some well, ridiculous number. That he well, wait, so Bobby, Tim Horner came out while all the, the all of y'all were out there selling your gimmicks and he wanted, just for the sake of arguing, because we don't remember the exact percentage, 27% of whatever you all sold. I thought he wanted to take them and, 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 uh, and, and, and either get half or, uh, 80% of it or so. I don't remember what, all I remember is in 90, 92, one of my first loops I did there in late and Thanksgiving of 92, the Thanksgiving thunder, I uh, come up on a little deal where I got some flags, the rebel flags and, uh, 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 uh you know, with a stick, you know, flags and selling those and bandanas, yeah. double bandanas. I remember and, the, the, and, the flags. And had and, and, uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, and had a, and it got them in a good quantity. So I got a good deal on them. And I could remember him looking in my gimmick table, looking at me right in front of, in front of Jimmy. And he says, well, it looks like I'm going to have to take the gimmicks quicker than I thought, ain't I? But real smart aleck to me right there. And I said, no, you ain't taking mine. You ain't taking this right here of mine. I just paid for it, Tim. I just bought this yesterday. Yeah. Where I started on this loop here, and I had clearance to do this and sell gimmicks. I said, I don't know where that come from. If I'd known that, I wouldn't have been buying it. You know what I mean? You know, and uh, that's he, what I was uh, about to say. If you he, spend your own money on them, well, how, how can he take? Yeah, he, he, I love Tim. I'm not. You know, I'm. I'm just. I, I don't want to dog him. I ain't going to do no, it. No, no. But right, so, right. this did happen, and it built up a little tension. Him and I, and then uh, he had been working with White Boy. And, uh, uh, was top baby face and, and then Jimmy after that, uh, I think uh, maybe he worked for Candido somewhere in there or somebody, I don't know, maybe kind of dropped him in the middle of the card and he didn't really like it. And, uh, he was coming down on being, being a jerk to me some and, uh, it built up the head probably my dog was going crazy. Uh, ain't nothing but another dog walking down the road with his moaner. Stop, right? Eric's like you're coming to kill us. But anyway, uh, 
we got an argument one night somewhere, and, and I love the guy, but I've destroyed the dressing room and just was so mad, you know, because he just, boy, he would, he would hit you, wouldn't he, Bobby? He could hit you sometimes, and he wasn't like that. We used to, everybody's calling Mother Goose and Frog, and yeah. he's such a, hey, hold on. Heck, I don't know who that is. But, uh, 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 you know, and all that. And then we talked afterwards, and we were cool, but then it was beginning to the end, because it was kind of him and Jimmy had the tension already, yeah. and then uh, that all blew up, and I, I, I can't remember what exactly yeah. happened. I, I wanted to bring you know, this up real quickly, too. You know, Tracy, you and I met in 93. I think when I started, you actually, um, I'd I done a couple loops, and I come in and done a couple TVs, and then I'm pretty sure you was just getting back from Japan when Jimmy had already asked me if I wanted to come in full time. And, um, me and you, we were over in West Virginia, actually, down around Princeton and that area. It was you and Ricky and Robert. We used to eat over at, uh, remember Roma 3, uh, Mario's place. And, uh, you uh-huh. remember that? Yeah. So, so yeah. anyway, I remember yeah. doing that loop and, um, we ended up being down in Tennessee somewhere on the last day or whatever. And uh, long story short, I remember this. I'll never forget it. Uh, you you came up. We was talking. And you said, come on, man. It's time to sell some gimmicks. We have a Johnson City, Johnson City, Tennessee. And I want to thank you for this. And I think, in fact, I did a few weeks back when I saw you. Uh, and it's always a pleasure to see you. But you said, come on, man. Let's sell some gimmicks. And um, I had just some promo pictures. And you said, you got any pictures or anything? And I didn't have much at all at the time. I just got there from Australia, actually. But anyway, we went up to the Guinness table, and, of course, Ricky Roberts over killing it. Like I said, at that yeah. point, this would have been 93. You had your flags and your, your pictures, et cetera. And I remember having some promo pictures that I had taken, and I pulled those out, and um, you started me at the gimmick table. You said, just stand here by me. And I will say this for anyone listening, man, Tracy Smothers, the day I met him until I just saw him a couple weeks back and, 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 and talking to him now has never changed. He is a straight up good dude. And I'm not saying to stay on his good side. That's just the way he is. But he said, come on, man. Well, and thanks, I, man. I and, and you're welcome, brother. I put you over my book. I told you that. But, um, what yeah, happened was, no lie. It's funny how you remember little things, but I stood beside him and I watched Ricky and Robert selling their gimmicks. I watched Tracy selling his and I had some pictures that I hadn't got a mass quantity of yet. And um, I remember selling seven pictures for $2 each, the little four-by-sixes, and I made that $14 extra. And I was like, damn, because when I was up in Canada and over in Australia, the office did sell the pictures for you, and they got the money. But I got, oh, I got yeah. to keep that. So I got to keep that. And um, I came home, and I immediately made, like, I had three different sets, and I made, like, 100 of each and came back and, like, I was ready for the gimmick wars, man, you know. But Tracy yeah, smarted me yeah. up, and then Ricky and Robert smarted me up to the gimmick wars. But um, that's kind of how that happened for me, getting up there to do gimmicks. Because, uh, you know, I was coming in as a baby face, and, and of course, you had Ricky and Robert Tracy. And, and Tim kind of, I remember, and again, I'm not trying to bury the guy uh, at all. And at least Tim was always good to me. But it seemed and Brian like Lee, too, before Brian, Brian turned, before Brian yeah. turned heel, uh, yeah. he, he sold a lot of gimmicks, too. Yeah, he did. So, You're right. Sure I had forgotten about that. But uh, Tim and Brian, that's true. But anyway, then... Yeah, Tim uh, too, of course, you know. As some time went on, it seemed like Tim sold more of like uh, some T-shirts and hats and maybe the red jackets that were... He had something, he had something kind of like a blow-up type balloon or something. I can't remember, like a hammer or something. I can't remember. He had a lightning bolt. He had a lightning bolt. Yeah. Lightning bolts, remember? 
And uh, you know, yeah. he didn't work. He didn't. He didn't work after he left Smoky Mountain. He never worked much again that yeah. I can remember. Not very rarely. And uh, uh, you know, it's I, I worked with him on a Continental reunion show back like 2002 or three, and he had not worked in a long time then. Yeah. Uh, he, he was, a, I think, I want to say he was a bondsman for a while, yeah. and he uh, uh, was security at a, a mall or something, and he had a shirt business, I believe. But he always yeah. did good for himself uh, financially did. and saved his money and had a beautiful home on the lake uh, uh, and, and a nice place, invested his money right and stuff and did and was a smart guy. Allie, his wife, loved her to death, their kids, their girls. Uh, yeah. you know, and, and I don't know what he's doing now. I talked to him a couple of years ago, maybe, uh, a year or two ago, and he was getting back working some, he said, and he didn't, he was asking me advice. He never really read much of the independence and stuff and didn't really know what he wanted, would be fair to ask, uh, on money wise and stuff. And, you know, but, uh, well, he was always good to but, me. Like I said, we went over to his house and shot the video on a lake, me and Candido did. And, and, um, you know, uh, the, then after Smoky Mountain even shut down, he he had me on one of a he ran a couple of shows and he had yeah uh, I did a fair show a couple of fair, fair shows show, for him yeah. I did a couple of fair yeah. shows for him too paid me real good treated me real good you know yeah yeah, uh, yeah. the only thing yeah. like I said the only thing I remember was like at, as far as uh, from the time you introduced me to to the gimmicks to to sell them and stuff was that one time in Knoxville man. They just came up. They wanted, I like you said, it might have been eighty fucking percent. I really don't know. And we all. Just I can't remember. Up. He just yeah, wanted to take crazy. them. I mean, take them. Wanted to take them or whatever. But yeah. Had, you know, asked you. There was a time in Knoxville. I worked Candido. I go. I guess that was ninety four, where he tried it again, and uh, uh, maybe it wasn't long before he left. I can't remember how it went, and uh, maybe he. I don't remember, but the, the word was they was uh, uh, going to take the gimmicks and like especially the big shows. And something yeah. about maybe the, the arena and, and work out something with the, each arena. Yeah. Like, uh, the Coliseum was going to get a percentage and, and then Cornette get it and we wouldn't hardly get nothing that. Right. And I can't remember. And I remember being real upset. And, uh, uh, cause God rest his soul, Chris Candido, I was working him that day and Jimmy was getting me to get, and I was, I was, uh, going off about that and Candido thought that I was upset because, <laughs> uh, thought that I didn't want to put him over. Cause I was putting him over that day because Tim, Tim had worked with him. There wasn't nothing to do with it. And, and, uh, yeah. Tim had worked with him and Tim, he, he, uh, Tendido never got a win on him. And Tim had him, uh, uh, whatever was going on, Tim was kind of in charge a little bit of his own angle. And I want to say he did like a uh, baby bottle match, something yeah, like that, yeah, Bobby. Yeah. Does that sound yeah, right? Worked, yeah, then I you started working. Yep. You worked with Candido for a while there, yeah. right? And, and, uh, uh, for, for a while, maybe after that, I can't remember. Yeah. Or, or uh, I can't remember how that went, we, but we I was, I was ready to. Him. And, and, you know, yeah, such a and, but Tim, about, Tim never, Tim never put him over. He never no. put him over at all. No, uh, no. The loop, and he worked with him for a long time. I don't remember how that went, and I, I can't remember exactly when you did, but I remember when I yeah. did. And I knew that, you know, I knew I had to get him, put him over to get him over. Oh yeah, because uh, he, he didn't, he killed his heat, you know, and. uh, uh and things like that. And, uh, I remember that they were trying to take the gimmicks that day and it was a big show. And, uh, uh, I would, I would try to, the guys I worked with, white boy, I did it with him. I did it with Brian Lee. I'd give them like 10% of what I made on gimmicks because they're yeah. out there. They're the ones getting you over. And I'd I gave, bonus them some. You know what I mean? I, I would, I, I bonus, would, you know. Uh, I bonus dirty white boy and I bonus Candido boat. Um, yeah, I, sure yeah. I knew Tony had just gotten a boat. And I remember one day I went to the shower, man. I was like, here you go. And he was, what? 
I gave him like 30 bucks, and he was like, what's that for? And at first time I'd done it. And I was like, dude, that's 10% of what I, yeah. did, I made out there. I said, put some I, gas in the boat, have a good week or something like that. Yeah. He about died. He just yeah. stood there like, really? And yeah. I was like, damn right, brother. Yeah. Who's that? Bobby, who, uh, who'd you uh, get Tony Anthony, white, Dirty White Boy. Tony Anthony. Dirty White Boy. Uh, I okay. had to work with him prior to my uh, push with Dio uh, Candido. And um, the mm-hmm. first time I done it, man, I just, I, I, I took him like 30 bucks. He was getting ready to get a shot. I said, yeah. about a minute. That day. That, you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, back then, I didn't have a problem. If I made, and, and, and Trace, we, we, you know, Ricky and Robert and you and, like I say, even Brian, and, and we, we always making good money off those gimmicks, man. You know, that kept us going a lot of times. And, and, and I tell oh, yeah. you, um, so, sometimes those gimmicks, even when Scotty and Steve was there, you know, you're at the gimmick. It's a fucking war, man. You're trying to get everyone's fucking, you know, dirt. You're hoping yeah, to buy your yeah. gimmicks. It's the gimmick table wars. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I took yeah. uh, Tony the first of my tip, you know, first of my kick back some. I, I walked in and, and Tony was getting ready going to go into the shower. And I was like, hey, brother, you got a minute? He goes, yeah. I hand him 30 bucks. And, and I said, I heard you got a boat. He said, yeah. I said, put some gas in and have a good week. He said, what's that? I said, that's just, you know, that's just for taking care of me out there, man. Can we work like a week or, you know, four-day loop or whatever? And uh, I had like $300 worth of gimmicks, so I gave the guy 30 bucks, you know. And, yeah. um, and I'm not trying to put myself over it. It was just the right thing to do. And I slid Chris some money here and yeah. there going, man, yeah. thank you, brother. Thank you, you know. But it was because of people like Ricky and Robert and because of Tracy that I smartened up to that because I hadn't worked anywhere other than with yeah. territory. Like when I was in Canada, Australia, the office took the money from the pictures, you know. Back then, uh, Hills didn't really sell gimmicks and didn't come out of the gimmick right. table well, at all. They, oh, hell no. They never came You didn't out. do it. You didn't do it, you know. And uh, that that same day that we was talking about there, uh, I did real good. And I remember, I, I can't remember how much exactly I did, but it was real good. And I bonused uh, Chris real good. That that day, I, I gave Chris $100. Yeah. $100. I, I didn't do no thousand dollars, but I did uh, somewhere around seven hundred. So it was a big show, and yeah. I did a ton of them flags and and give and and uh, uh, flags and uh, uh, and the uh, bandanas that day, and uh, I'd get them for a dollar and sell them for five. And I think I did a lot of shirts maybe that day. You know what I mean? I, I did a lot. I think people were just buying like crazy. And I can't remember what it was seven. It was six, around seven hundred dollars. So I, I gave him a hundred dollars. And, uh, he was just a happy, so happy for that. And I just told him, I said, see, I said, if they took the gimmicks today, Chris, I said, I wouldn't have been giving you nothing. Right. You know, you know what I mean? You know, and, uh, uh, things like that. And that's what I was into it about was that was trying to keep that from happening. And again, know? I have to tell, yeah. I'm going to tell on Tracy Smothers. I'm going to tell on you, Tracy. I'm going to stooge you out. You know, in addition to helping me learn to do the gimmick deal, you know, up there. At one point, you know, you never know who to trust and who not to. It, when once you leave your table to to sell gimmicks and stuff, and at the time, I married a real nice young girl, and she ended up selling some gimmicks, and she'd watch, you know, Ricky and Robert's table some, she'd watch Tracy some, and, and there was plenty of nights that between those three, they would tip her because she was at least honest and yeah, oh and yeah, she would hustle. They gave yeah. Life, yeah, I would get yeah. just no lie. She would Tracy or Ricky or Robert whoever's table she watched because she was an honest girl, and and I made her an honest girl. That's that's, that's straight shoot. But um and and anyway, where I'm going with that is 
if she sold gimmicks and hustled those gimmicks, they would bonus her a kicker back, you know, 10% or something like that. Even yeah, if it was 30 yeah. or $40 or something, $20 or whatever, that went towards yeah, my, yeah. my trans or my hotel. Oh, and expenses and food, yeah. My, yeah, I would have to cut into my gimmicks as much. And then I never cut into yeah. my check with Smoky Mountain. That's one thing about gimmicks. I never, ever yeah. cut into my own check and Smoky Mountain. Put it in the bank. Put it yep. all in the bank. Check yeah. came and I could put it in the bank. Well, I, I did I, it with I, White Boy. With I did I, I did it with White Boy when I was working for him. I did it with Brownlee and I did it with Candido. I didn't do it any more after that. Yeah. I didn't do I it with anybody else. I did it with White, Boy. I did a White Boy and Candido. It, it kind of faded I, out there. You know, it kind of faded out. You know. Yeah. But I but yeah. I do remember yeah. you taking care of my ex-wife at the time. Who was my girl? You know, yeah. you, you always gave her a little bonus if she took care of you and hustled. You know, yeah. done her deal, and um, that that's pretty cool, man. You know, and Ricky Robert done the same thing, but she thought a lot of you guys. You know, and um, yeah, yeah. one of those things. Man, that's just kind of guy you are. Hey, hey, Tracy, I'm gonna ask you a question. You talking about selling those gimmicks, the Confederate flag gimmicks? Uh, I remember the angle with you and uh, Tony Anthony, Dirty Dirty White Boy. Where, where they torched the rebel flag, Confederate flag in the, in the garbage can. Um, can you, um, can you talk about like, uh, the program that y'all worked and, and I mean, was that idea Jimmy's idea, uh, dirty white boy's idea as far as the whole program and then burning the flag and uh, um, how many gimmicks did you sell, uh, flags did you sell that, uh, with the, with the oh flag? Oh man, that's burned? when I, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, it was, I guess Jimmy's idea. Uh, and Tony had a lot of input on it too. And, uh, uh, Ron Wright, you know, Ron Wright, uh, and, uh, I just followed whatever they, you know, told me to do. You know what I mean? Uh, but, uh, uh we did it in Jellico, Tennessee, where I started the angle where he, he, uh, handcuffed me to the ropes and burnt the flag in, in the ring in a garbage can. And, uh, it, and the rock and roll had, had the program going with, uh, the bodies, heavenly bodies. And then it was, I believe it was still Stan Lane and, uh, uh, and, and Tom, before Jimmy Del Rey come in, or something like that. Yeah, and they it, did it, it was, again. Jimmy, right? Jimmy had come they, in, yeah. they, they did another run when, of course, when Jimmy Del Rey come in. And I believe under that was Brian Lee and, uh, uh, Brian Lee and Kevin Sullivan. Uh, wow. Bobby, were you there yet? Were you working with, with I Candido just had maybe then? I with Candido then, yes. You're correct. And, and yeah, and, 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 uh, Tim was working with different guys. And, uh, I think something like that, but we had yep. four or five angles going there that was, you know, and, and it got good and so it was drawn, we were drawn pretty good with all of that, uh, you know, everywhere. And, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I did real good on, uh, gimmicks during that time and white boy had a lot of heat because they knew he was a country boy redneck and burning the rebel flag and they really bought it. And, uh, listen, I've had, I had Ku Klux Klan come to a few shows come up on me. And they weren't happy at all. Uh, the, uh, uh, 93, uh, uh, bluegrass brawl. I no, can remember. Pikeville, uh, Kentucky. Pikeville, Kentucky. Tell yeah, being at the gimmick table. And I look that. up, I look up and a guy standing there with straight up Confederate stuff on his kid too. And, uh, uh, <laughs> Webb Newsom was his name. He had a piece of paper and he opens it up and he says, he goes, he goes, recognize this town right here. And it's Pulaski, Tennessee. And I said, yeah. I said, so, uh, I said, I sure do. I said, I'm from Tennessee. I said, uh, I'm from North Tennessee, Springfield, outside Nashville, up toward Kentucky. I said, yeah, I, I, I wasn't thinking what he had. I didn't even look. I was at the table and I didn't really look. And I looked up and, uh, he's standing there and they had all the boys behind him or they were all racks or by, by rings, about 30 of them. 
And uh, uh, he goes, yep. He opens it, and it was a big Klan rally in Pulaski. He goes, that's where it started right there. And it was May 26, 1993. I remember that. <laughs> and uh, and he, he was wanting me to come. And, and I, I, ain't, I mean, that's a gimmick with me and I'd done other gimmicks and, and, and uh you know that one for a while and and uh, uh and all and I don't think like that. I just there's Southern heritage and it's just something that Kevin Sullivan in eighty seven put on Steve and I, the wild eyed Southern boys. That was Kevin Sullivan's gimmick. He's the one that did it. But uh, uh you know, things like that and, and, and but they, you know, were real deal and they weren't happy at all and they come to see white boy and they said, You better whoop his ass. He said, We gonna kill the son of a bitch. <laughs> they were mad because they, they told me. He told me because we know this is all set up and everything. I said, but that ain't that ain't that's 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 bad. That's a bad deal to burn the flag. There, he said, he won't pay for that shit tonight, like that. And I and I and I told him. I said, guys, I says, don't. I mean, I, I was worried about a white boy, and I said, don't worry about that. I said, I'll take care of that. That's just kind of, you know, this is my night to try to get him back here. I said, so you know, please, please. But I had the state troopers, Kentucky State Police, watch that section. The whole night, they didn't kick him out or nothing. But uh, uh, you know, I told him what's going on, and I was, I was worried. But I was actually, I used to when I played football, I would get so hyped up, I'd throw up sometimes for a game, and I was kind of that way that night. I was worried about Tony. Tony carried his pistol on him in places, mm-hmm. uh, and didn't go out at bars or nothing during when we were doing that. He he could he uh, legit had a Whoa. gun on him at all times. Tracy. Tracy, oh, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know if you how how well you remember it, but I mean, Ron and Tony, and this, I mean, in today's environment, people would laugh, but Ron and Tony literally denounced their Southern heritage on TV, yeah, yeah, and, tr- yeah. and, and yeah. really talked terrible about Tennessee, New York Tennessee Yankees, uh, New York yeah. Yankees, New York Yankees yeah. jersey on and stuff like that, yeah, right? But I mean, so like back in this is nineteen ninety three, oh boy. Right, uh, and then and then he burns and then he torches the flag, which I mean, yeah, yeah. you know. So uh, I can see how some, the locals w- weren't too satisfied, uh, Bobby. And and, oh, and, yeah. and Tracy. Uh, you know, I had a couple well, people that back then that were like sheet readers, I guess. So, but I had them come up to me, and 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 and, and it's kind of a little bit different. But 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 you know, white boy had that that New York Yankee jersey on the stuff. And they was convinced yeah. he was going to go to New York, you know, WWF at the time or whatever. And they would say to me, because they'd read them sheets, and they'd come up to me, the gimmick, and would say, you know what that means, don't you? You're going to be moving up the card. You're moving up the card. And I'm like thinking, are you fucking for real? He's not leaving <laughs> Tennessee, you know, to myself. But I couldn't say anything. And these were yeah. supposedly your your smart marks or your whatever, you know, yeah. your sheet reader. Yeah. But yeah. they were like, yeah, as soon as Tracy, as soon as Tracy beats him and this runs over, because they was talking like, you know, like they knew what the fuck was going on to me and it was just fans but uh, and, you know we god bless them we know we need the fans but they was being straight serious telling to me yeah. that when 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 oh, tony yeah. when white boys runs over he's going to new york and that's going to move you up the card man you're going to move up the card and and I, it was well, just like they was straight shooting with me because they really thought they had that inside information of course they didn't yeah because tracy's telling you different and i know different and we all do now but but I was yeah. like, man, you know, of course, I never exposed anything. I was a big believer in kayfabe, and, and I kept my mouth shut, and, I, you know, I listened. But when they was giving me these ridiculous ideas of, you know, when Tracy wins and White Boy goes to WWF and moves to New York because he denounced yeah. his Southern heritage, you're moving up the card. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll be looking forward to that. And I just like more gimmicks, you know, to myself, well, but I wouldn't say anything, you know. 
Well, um, um, there used to be a guy we would see him uh, whenever we worked out of uh, Johnson City area, which was a lot. We'd stay yeah. at that hotel there. It gives real good rate and uh, and everything. And heck, we'd get five, six to a room or something. All yeah. the time. Just have a good time. It's a good time. Let me say this. But, uh, I won't mention a West Town Inn over in Knoxville. <laughs> I don't know if you ever want to West go there. Or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. was yeah. over in Knoxville. Well, uh, we had some good nights there. But go ahead. Back to your yeah. city store. Go ahead. Back to uh, Johnson Well, we would eat in the Raffle House a lot there. Yep. And it was Robert and I, Robert Gibson this time, and we'd see this one fellow in there all the time. And he'd come to matches some when he could. And uh, I, believe, I want to say he's a truck driver. Uh, but he would, we'd always see him in there. And, and he was a nice guy. And you'd never know, know this for this guy. Well, he, uh, um, uh, we were about to leave, or, or we were sitting there eating, or he was about to leave. And he, he uh, just talked to us like he always did, real cool guy. And then he walks over to me, and his whole attitude, his demeanor, his voice, everything changed. <laughs> and he he looks and he goes, "Hey," he he goes, "Hey, bud." He taps me on the kind of on the shoulder there and shook my hand in a different kind of shake handshake like they do. And uh, he says, uh, "He goes, I know you're a real deal, uh, uh, you know, redneck southern boy, and uh, and everything." He said, "There's a lot of boys in the valley that sure appreciate you waving that rebel flag <laughs> in the valley." He was talking about. Was between Johnson City and Asheville. There, it's nothing but mountains. Bobby knows what I'm yeah. talking about. Oh yeah. And uh, uh, it ain't nothing but mountains. And he said, and when he said that, and I just like looked up at him, and I says, Yeah, I says I have some of you guys uh, come up on me. Y'all, y'all scare the shit out of me. <laughs> you know, because I, I catch you unexpected. And uh, uh, and I can remember one night uh, at Johnson City, uh, a bunch of them come. And, uh, uh, at the Freedom Hall and was just lined, you know, just across. They just come up. I just looked up and they were there. There was about 10 of them. And, uh, they was real subtle about it and just said, you know, we're here to fuck him up. You know, <laughs> and they were going to get him afterwards. And I said, well, I said, look, I said, I'm just telling you, he got a gun on him. He goes, well, that's all right. <laughs> and I said, guys, I'll get him. I said, don't go that far. I said, it's, it's my job. That's, that's what I'm here for to do. And they said, well, we know this plan set up news, but you better get him a wheel wheel. <laughs> he said, we'll give him a pass because he's, 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 you know, and that, and that. but they were serious, man. I, I'm not kidding you either. I'm not joking. They, hey, hey, they pulled so, me aside and I didn't, it wasn't no big scene or nothing. They don't work like that. So Tracy, right, they were serious. Uh, um, let me, let me ask this, uh, when, uh, because, uh, man, we, we are enamored with Ron Wright on our, on our show, man. We talk a lot about Ron yeah. Wright and really, really, he's really massive. appreciate he's him. Right. Um, during all this time when, you know, basically the, the client is making death threats at these various <laughs> events or, and whatnot, uh, no, no. are you, yeah. are you going back to Ron? I mean, obviously you're telling white, dirty white boy, obviously you're telling Tony, but are you going back to, to, to Ron Wright too and, and saying, Hey man, look, this is what they're saying. And if you are telling Ron that, what was Ron saying? I know what was Ron saying in Ron, response Ron to all carried this stuff? a gun. Ron, Ron carried a gun and a knife on him at all times anyway. He, he did anyway. He didn't let nobody know, you know, uh, he, he just made the reg, the monthly towns. He didn't do a lot of the spot shows. He'd do some of them. Yeah. Ron right. Wood, but, uh, uh, he, he used to, Johnson City, Johnson City, Barberville, Barberville, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 Morristown. Yeah. He did like four or five Some towns. spot shows if they were close to Knoxville, if they were right. close Chihali to Right. or something you know. like that. If we'd done something. Yeah. Different. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Most things, of these, Yeah. 
you can tell you can tell he only did the the local shows because on the promos, all of the local promos for the most part as as much as I can remember, Ron is never on. They weren't so really just, mad at they were mad at him, but you know they just knew they knew Ron was an ornery son of a bitch anyway, you know, and and he was. Uh, he was real deal. They bought him. I mean, they, they, they more white boys the one actually burn it. That's what their problem was. He's the one. Ron didn't burn it. Ron was, of course, <laughs> there with him. But, uh, uh, they weren't as mad. They were, you know, Ron knew had he had heat anyway. Yeah. But Ron would have lawsuits several. He told me, he said, I'd have two, three lawsuits a year. He said, I've been, guys try to stab me. He told me <laughs> stories about it. Four guns on him, everything. He wasn't, it wasn't a big deal, Ron. Hey, so it wasn't so me, Tracy, but it wasn't a big deal, Ron. It wasn't, he wasn't worried about it. Tony was every time, about it too. He was he carried a gun on him, you know, at all times. I didn't oh, know why either. He did. So so when when Ron is at ringside in his wheelchair, I, I, I've heard stories that sometimes, like I've heard one time in particular, he had his he had his gun on him. But are you telling me more often times than not, Ron had a knife and gun on him at ringside, or, or no? Yeah, just just yeah, oh, everywhere oh, he went. <laughs> Not just wrestling, everywhere he went. He was always carrying. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. To the day he died. Oh, yeah. he shoot you, cut you in a minute. He ain't going to fight you. He could, you but I mean, he ain't going to just shoot you. He, don't, he didn't care, man. He wasn't, worried. He wasn't scared of nothing. His Bobby, uh, uh, brother, uh, Don, <laughs> Don Wright, was, uh, was uh, a hell of a worker. Ron was more the brawler, and they drew a lot of money as heels. And Don, he was great too. Don Wright, uh, boy, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't mess I, around. I, I heard the I heard the stories that he that he carried it sometimes or once or twice at ringside. <laughs> I didn't realize that he more times oh, than not not only had his knife but had his gun on him in the wheelchair yeah. at ringside. Yeah, he had a he had a uh, he had a thirty eight. But he had a little twenty-two pistol. That's what he usually, you know, he didn't want to be noticeable. But he, oh yeah, he had a gun and knife, and he had, uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he had switchblade. Oh yeah, he was good with it. He, yeah, you didn't ever see it. I mean, you, you know, nobody, nobody messed with him. I'll tell you that they didn't come after him. I didn't see none of them clan boys messing with him. I'm telling you, I ain't lie either. They knew not to fuck with him because they're going to kill him. That's just the way it is. That's the way it is. I, I mean, that's no lie. It was no gimmick. Ron Wright was no gimmick. That was Ron Wright all the time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Ron, Ron, man, Ron is the is is one of the to me besides you, besides uh, Tony uh, Tony Anthony, uh, Bobby. We haven't gotten to your stuff yet as we review it, but uh, Ron is Ron is like the the MVP to me of or one of the MVPs to me of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Bob Armstrong. Bob, Bob Armstrong, Armstrong too. too, yeah, you know. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Of course, yeah. Rock and Roll Express, you know. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and Bobby and and uh, Brian Lee, you know, a lot of guys, you know, uh, did a lot there. Uh, uh, guys that come in and out too. Some uh, he brought in Terry Funk a lot, Dory Funk. Uh, brought in uh, Bob Orton Jr. a lot. Orton. Uh, uh, Dick Murdoch. Dick Murdoch. Dick Murdoch. Sure did, boy. Good buddy, money, buddy with him, you know, Bob. Bob used to have classic matches with Bob Orton Jr. and Dick Murdoch. Oh my gosh. And Terry Funk, of course, you know. Uh, matter of fact, one of the shows, uh, they brought in Road Warrior Hawk, and it was Bob, Hawk, myself, six man against Dory, Terry Funk, and Bruiser Bedlam. Remember him, Bobby? Yes, sure. Bruiser Bedlam. Bruiser Bedlam. Uh, uh, he's dead now, you know. Yeah. Um, 
a lot of guys are sad too. But uh, yeah. uh, you know, he brought them big show, six man tag is a uh, coliseum, and I believe somewhere in there too, uh, Bob Orton Jr. and uh, uh, Dick Slater were uh, Ronnie Mon- Garvin Slater, and Mongolian Stomper. Mongolian Stomper was another one. He'd bring in uh, uh, Mongolian Stomper and Ronnie Garvin. Ronnie Garvin was another guy that come in and out some. Sure did. What a tag match they had that night. And Stomper and uh, Ronnie had been, uh, you know, always wrestling each other and, and did big big business there in the old Knoxville territory. So then yeah. to tag up and uh, against Bob Orton and uh, you know and Dick Slater, it's classic, classic stuff. Yeah. lot of good stuff. Hey, yeah. Bobby, you said you had a story you you wanted to tell between that uh, something would you that happened with you and Tracy on the road or something. I don't. I don't oh I don't yeah. Remember this? Well, I just mentioned the West Town Inn. I said there's probably a lot of stuff uh, that we don't want to talk about that happened at the West Town Inn after <laughs> matches. But uh, no, I, I want to ask Tracy one thing if he remember this, and I'm sure he does. Uh, the week, uh, the couple weeks, I guess when they brought Sherry Martell in, Trace. And I got oh, that, yeah. uh, I yeah. came in in town, something happened to my car or something, I can't remember. But anyway, I got a really sweet deal in a rent-a-car, and I drove down to Knoxville. And uh, so it's me and Tracy and Sherry Martell and her friend Kathy. And so uh, mm-hmm. do you remember that weekend, by chance, we did like three or four days together and uh, when they uh, brought Sherry in? Anyway. Yeah, I can remember us right all traveling together, yeah. And stuff. Anyway, we was traveling together. And um, we w- we was heading from like Knoxville over to Johnson City for the afternoon show or whatever it was. But anyway, long story short, it was just funny because I was doing I was doing seventy five on seventy five, you know, like zooming down the highway. And 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 you was like Bobby, you're like the worst fucking driver in the territory. Speed up, speed up. And Sherry was behind <laughs> me, and you two just started giving me shit about my terrible driving. I remember I had this really nice rental car, it was enough, you know, nice little power and this and that. And we was just traveling together, you know, just trying to get from one town to the next. But but you all just kept giving me shit in a good way. I'm like, you're the worst driver. You're the worst driver, you know. And I'm like looking up, and I'm I looked down at the speedometer, and literally I'm being passed by another car. I'm doing 75. And Sherry Martell looks over and goes, you're fucking being passed by little blue-haired lady. Speed up. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I do remember that. that. I remember that. Yeah, she it was all like jellico. I remember that. It rings a bell. I don't know. It was but you know what, place. Bobby? During that time there when Sherry was there and before that, I, I, for two months, I had worked with Brian for a while there. But we was in Welch, West Virginia, and doing the old 10 punch count, climbing the ropes, and I come off yep. of – uh, you know, climbing the ropes and did that, and I went down on his ankle, rolled my ankle. I broke my ankle, and uh, I told everybody his strain is broke. It cracked. It snapped, and it was coming through swelling, and I had two braces on it, and I was rehabbing it on my own, doing isometrics with everything. And uh, my old trainer in football, Mr. G, uh, Carson Newman, taught me how to rehab injuries, and because uh, I knew I had a run there with with Brian and Sherry was yeah. in for like two weeks, something like yeah, that. Two weeks. And then like I that. had a, a Japan tour for Baba. And it was good money for me, the gimmicks and everything for Jimmy there. And then I had the uh, 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 the, the three week tour for Baba. It yeah. was that and Inoki was the biggest, you know, New Japan, All Japan, the biggest uh, offices in Japan. And uh, and I didn't want to miss it. I didn't tell nobody my ankles broke. I just told them it was it was, uh, oh, it was strained. But it was I, I wore two braces. I looked like I had elephantitis. 
And but Sherry Martell was such a great valet and and got me through it. Uh, yeah. She was just so good at, at getting the people and everything focused on what you're doing. And she wore the red dress and everything, did the yeah. rebel, you know, and all that. And uh, the greatest valet. Yeah, yeah, the greatest valet. Ricky Morton retired with us too, uh, I believe, but uh, yeah. on a couple of them. But uh, yes. uh, the greatest valet ever, heel or babyface, whatever you want, it was Sherry Martell. I always tell girls that are valets or girl wrestlers to watch her. Watch her. She was out of this world, boy. She, I'll never forget that. She got me through it and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, cause I mean, it was, uh, and my adrenaline just, but a sprain is really actually, it's more painful than a break. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and done both. But yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what people don't realize about our business. We'll work hurt with injuries that, uh, yeah. football players are out a whole season or don't play another play or, uh, uh, you know, in the game at least, and, and maybe a half a year or six weeks, whatever, you know, but, uh, very few that's, days that's, off uh, in our business when you're out there. Yeah. Road, and you, back in, you didn't work, you didn't get paid. It wasn't on a weekly guarantee. He's on a nightly guarantee, but remember you know. or not, I remember one of your other injuries. Uh, I know for sure you had a concussion is you and Candino well, were in back. I had seven Virginia. concussions. I, I had seven remember, full blown concussions in three years. Well, I remember Three and a half years had there. Several, I had seven full-blown concussions. But I don't know if you yeah. remember this one in particular. I know Robert and I were staying, Robert Gibson and I were staying there watching your match with Candido, and it was a ladder match in Beckley, West Virginia. And you went to jump on him in a corner, and he moved, and you hit oh, yeah. the ladder. Yeah. And the uh, ladder oh, God. completely over, and you went from about 15 feet up straight down onto yeah. your head. And Chris, oh, was, yeah. I think, was planning to, to do a dive or something, so he hit the ropes. And he stops, and me and Robert looked at each other like, "Hey, he's fucked up. He's fucked up." And you was like, "You you stood up, but you did not have a fucking clue where you were at. The ladder was still teetering. You had you had tipped yeah. at the top of it and went over, and basically he swan dived out into the ring, uh, out yeah. into the concrete floor. Yeah, it, it was it, it was in the head. corner. Yes, the ladder was in the corner, and I'm doing the spot where I go to shoot Chris into the ladder. He reverses it, yes. and I take the ladder in the corner. Yes. Well, I, I kind of like, when I did it, I went up like almost like a sting splash and I went too high and the ladder yes. catapulted That's me out of the spot. ring and, uh, and I, and I just bam. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you something. I think I died right there for a little bit because Robert this isn't a lot on my kids, on my boys, out. on my kids. I was knocked out, but gerbil, Brian Hildebrand, God rest his soul, Mark Curtis, it was his referee name, uh, um, uh, and, and Candido, who both, both are passed away now. Brian in 99, Candido 05, right? Well, I, I can remember them going, Hey, Trace, Trace, you all right? You all right? And I'm like, I could hear them, but I couldn't say nothing, you know? And I just thought, well, yeah, I'm okay. You know, I, I didn't feel nothing. I was numb and I, I was knocked out, but I could hear them. And then, uh, I couldn't see them. It was real dark. And, and, and I, I sit there and I thought, well, hey, I can't, why, why can't I, I can't talk to them, but they don't know I'm there. And I just remember thinking, like, I thought my son, my kid, my son, my son Kyle, yeah, uh, I uh, was in 94, so he was four years old. Yeah, and I just thought, and I just had a voice come to me, like, live or die. More or less, I said, I want to live, my son. You know, and, and I'm thinking to myself, and then I, I came to, but I didn't remember nothing after that until about three hours later, we were eating at Claudio's uh, restaurant. Yeah, Claudio, I said, I said Mario, then, I said Claudio, yeah. Claudio. Claudio, no, Claudio, yeah. When, when Robert and I was standing at the table watching the match or kind of behind the curtain there. Not yeah. When you went next, down, next. we both knew you was hurt, and we started sliding down the curtain, down around that yeah. way. 
My lower back on my right side, it, it goes out from time to time. It gets crooked on me here and there some, or I just have problems with it, and it's from that. I hit the uh, back of my head, and I hit on my right on my lower back. Uh, yeah, we uh, thought you were dead, hadn't been all, I did too. I, I think I was for a little bit. But anyway, I just sat there and thought, I thought, well, this is it. I'm dead. This is what it's like. I can hear them, yep, but they can't, right. I can't respond. And, people and, that's and yeah, I, I finished the match. I don't remember none of it. And I, I didn't remember nothing until hours later. We were eating at Claudio's. Um, you know, and there's three stages to a concussion. There's uh, your bell rung, which isn't good. You know, a mild concussion and a full-blown concussion when you're throwing up stuff. And I had seven full-blown in, in, uh, in three and a half years for Jimmy. The next yeah. day, we had TV, Bobby. We would always do remember the three takes, right? Yeah. Well, uh, uh I, he had me working four times in another ladder match. And, you know, he already had his TV, you know, uh, out. And I worked a dark match with a, a 16-year-old kid. Uh, and, and his brother was about 19 then with, with Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Remember Jeff yeah. Hardy? Yeah. The Hardys used to come to TV. And, come and TV, I remember yes. I said, Jimmy, I said, you heard what happened to me uh, last night, right? He wasn't at the show. He goes, yeah, yeah. And I said, look, I said, I'll do whatever you want. I said, but I don't know my name hardly here. I said, why have I, why have I got to do a dark match? And he goes, oh, my God. He goes, you've got to work with this kid. He's fucking great. And he said he trained himself in the backyard, him and his brother, Matt. And I knew he was – I had not seen him work, but I'd seen Matt, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I, uh, you know, and that. And I said, are you serious? He said, yeah. And I remember getting out there with him. He said – and I said – and I went over to him, and that little green, and Jeff looked up in there. And, and I says, I says, Jeff, I says, I, I, says, I introduced myself, and I says, what can you do in the ring? He goes, whatever you want me to do, sir. I looked and I said, okay. I said, I'm a little rock, but I'll just call it out there, okay? And he was, God, a natural. And then I, I worked three other times and did another ladder match. It was a debut, I want to say, when, uh, remember when Chris Jericho and Lance Storm come in? Yeah, yeah. You know, the thrill seekers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we're on that show and uh, we had to follow them. I remember that being Candido and I just thought, I was sitting there praying. I thought, how in God's name am I going to get through this? I, I, I worked Jimmy Del Rey, one of the tapings, worked Candido, one of the tapings. I can't remember who I worked on the other one. And of course, worked Jeff Hardy. I worked four times. Yeah. And, uh, I, oh God. Yeah. It was insane. But yeah, that was a nasty was bump. And, and I was going to Japan four hurt. or five. Yeah. I was going to Japan four or five times a year, uh, during that time too. And I just was, just wore out and working a lot of independence, just banged up, just beat to death. And that's what a lot of people don't understand too with Smoky Mountain, uh, was Jimmy and I wrote this in my first book, but as long as you cleared your schedule, Jimmy, you could still work independence. Yeah. Around what he had, around what Jimmy had, but he was running, Jimmy was running what, 12, 15 times a month. So you might get 12 to 15 with Jimmy. But we might be doing another five or six shows. Just yeah, you get independence off of that. Yes, yeah. Would yeah. we was on that TV so strong? So we would get the only one he wouldn't let you twenty-two month, uh, twenty-two days a month, yeah. you know, and, and making money off our yeah. gimmicks. And uh, as long as it yeah. didn't conflict with your Smoky Mountain schedule, we were doing independence like yeah. crazy off that TV, man. Yeah, everybody yeah. was. But yeah. only one we couldn't work for was Terry Landale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I never had to this day. I never had to this day. Uh, nope, never worked hey, for I have. I've worked for him after that, after uh, Smoky Mountain was done. I have, but not anymore. Fuck him. Yeah. He's a prick, man. I got a question for both of y'all about, uh, about a, a group that was in Smoky Mountain. Uh, so uh, 
Tracy, you talked about the, the feud with Ron Wright and the Dirty White Boy with the Rebel flag, but I want to know what it was like when New Jack came in. And, <laughs> I knew well, oh. yeah, yeah, because yeah. I have been going back watching New Jack's promos, and oh I can God. only imagine yeah. that environment. Now, Bobby, you know where I, you know where I grew up in New Orleans. I can only imagine. Right. Uh, that Smoky Listen. Mountain environment and how they took to New Jack. Yeah. All right. Uh, the first day, first day, New Jack was, uh, you know, the gangsters, uh, Mustafa and New yep. Jack was there. I'll never forget it. We were somewhere in North Carolina and it was right on the border of like Tennessee, North Carolina, Virginia. It's uh, some town. I, as I had a map, I could tell you, Bobby. Uh, and I'll never forget this. Well, uh, uh, Jimmy put the gimmick on him. You know, and everything, and, and brought him in, and and uh, it's when OJ. Remember when OJ, yeah. uh, his wife and everything, and the whole deal, and the Bronco, and all that. Yeah, uh, all that that had just happened, and uh, uh, things like that. Well, we get there, we got three TV tapings, and the the cop there was clean. Okay, all the cops. There was three cops there, and they were all clean. And they heard that, you know, we had Killer Kyle. Remember Killer Kyle, Bobby? Right now, yeah, Mark, Killer Kyle. Right, right now. Yeah, Killer hell of a Kyle. guy, hell of a worker. Hell yes. of a worker, too, he was. Yes, he Big was. man could move. He had it all. But, and uh, he eventually put uh, Kyle in there with him with uh, uh, the uh, gangster thing. Well, anyway, uh, Jack and, and Mustafa uh, had, a, had a match and a squash match or something. I can't remember. And all them boys, they're, they're, they're buddies that were legit gangsters from Atlanta. Uh, uh, all came in the building. <laughs> we didn't know they were all going to be there and, and it circled the ring and did that and then went over and did the interview and they were working a big deal coming right in working with rock and roll. You know what I mean? You know, and, and, uh, and I can remember them doing that interview and New Jack was doing his, you know, the racial interview and everything. And, uh, New Jack was real smart. That's what people don't know about him. He was a college graduate and, uh, Mustafa was a big bad, Good guy, country boy, guy. but he was a good, tough good dude, guy. man. Good guy. Yeah. yeah, he just messaged me, and I got to message him back on Facebook, Bobby. I'll give him your He's info, too. Yeah. He lives in California now. He was out in Vegas. But anyway, uh, 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 Jack did his promo and says, y'all got to deal with me. And this is Southern dude. Y'all ain't seen nothing. Nobody was doing nothing like that back in in the business. And uh, um, and he says he says y'all got to deal with me. Y'all got to deal with us. Y'all got to deal with the gangsters. We're legit. They were this. He, he bounty hunted and killed a few guys and things like that. And Jack and he did a, what an interview. And Ricky, yeah. while he was doing it, Ricky um, was was going crazy. Ricky was going, Jimmy, we can draw money with him. This is fucking Jimmy was loving it. And and New Jack finished it, and, and Ricky and them were loving. It. I said, guys, I said, you understand where we're at here. Because <laughs> I, I, they come up on me and and, and they go, well, what you trying to draw me? I said, I get that. I said, but these guys, they, this is this is, oh, I don't know, this is crazy, man. Because that cop kept calling me over and he was furious. He wanted to shoot him. I swear to God, he did. He wanted to. Uh, and and uh, New Jack finished it off. And he goes, oh, OJ. He said, keep up the good work. He said, we got two of them down. We got a lot yeah. more to go. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. And that cop called me up there at the stairs right there. And I went down and told him what they said and, uh, and everything and, and, and told Jimmy and him. And Jimmy, you know, everything's uh, angled. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, yeah. he's wrestling, you know, and that does Jimmy, it's real deal. These guys ain't playing. And that cop told me, he said, you need to get them out of here. You need to get them out of here right away. They need to go right away. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, he was pissed. All three of them were pissed off. And I never even told Jack and them because I thought they'd confront them. And you know, you know how it is. I mean, and that, and, 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 uh, uh, 
Well, uh, New Jack really uh, was careful. The first week around the uh, loop, he came to all the shows, and uh, I can't remember what color it was, but it was a Corvette. <laughs> that security green, watching his green. Yeah, it was green. Yeah, green. yeah. And 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 they worked a long time with White Boy or with Rock and Roll, and then they worked with White Boy and I when they put White Boy and I together. And that's when Brownman, uh, I'd come back from Japan, uh, and we was in Paintsville, Kentucky, and his first night in, we worked yeah. with a, a, a young black kid named A.C. Connors, what he was called yeah, then. Yeah, you know where that was? Uh, and it was D.Lo Brown. It was D.Lo, D-Lo that Brown. That was at the uh, Apple Fest, West an hour from my house. They brought in A.C. Yeah. Yeah, he was D'Lo Brown. That's his first night in up there. Yeah, at his first night in, he worked with me. Yeah, I had come yep. just into Japan, had had come in the night before, and to Nashville. And uh, if I'm right, I believe I or, or got in that day, and I got off the plane and went and and my car got to my car and went straight to Paintsville, drove like 300 yeah. miles, and then and I worked him. And Jimmy told me then he said, you know, he trained himself in the backyard. No, uh, Gerbil, uh, Mark Curtis, the ref, told me in the yeah. ring that uh, uh, you know was working. He was just a natural and he was great. And uh, Jimmy loved the matches, his trial match working with me. And uh, we went on first. I remember that. And that was uh, like the Apple uh, because they let me get to, they let me, yeah. And uh, uh, and Gerbil told me he said he trained himself in the rings. So he was the second guy that ever trained in the backyard besides the Hardys, you know, uh, that that made it. You know, and of course the rest was. And Jimmy put it put put him with him at, uh, after right. that. Sure they made him Delo Brown. Uh, yeah, black pants and black uh, yeah. boots or whatever. But yeah, yeah. he came in. Next and, I remember the reason I was there. I don't know if I was off at that time or not, but where that's just an hour from my house, I remember I went up and worked Tony. And um, I just, you know, because it was local, and I think I was off TV, but uh, Jimmy, you know, booked me up there, you know, just because he knew it so close to me and I was over in that town. But I remember, that's right, that's the first time I met um, D-Lo was at that at Facebook, Kentucky, and that night you're talking about. Yeah. Bobby, yeah. We uh, just, and, uh, of course, we just they, they were there about a year, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's funny you point that promo out, Tracy, because we just played that promo on the show uh, a couple weeks ago where New Jack said that, where he said, uh, OJ, good job. That's two keep down, yeah. uh, you know, keep many more to go. And you didn't, uh, good, yeah, you didn't go there the with those job. kind of things back then. You didn't go there with them kind of things. You know, it was cutting edge, and that was Attitude Era way before there was an Attitude Era, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, boy. Their whole yeah. deal was, man. It's, hey, one night, I, this ain't a while one one time, uh, you remember Ron and Don Harris, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bobby, I know remember him? Well, this, you yes. know, they were two big old rough boys, and, and they were doing a deal with uh, the gangsters. And uh, somewhere in there, I can't remember how it went, and uh, did something, a smize or a pull apart or something crazy in one of them towns and uh, and all that. And, uh, uh, and I can remember uh, uh, the cops, you know, didn't like Ron and Don. And, uh, and, uh, uh, and their deal was like hillbilly type thing. You know what, you know what I mean? You know, kind yeah. of something like that. I don't know what they were. They looked like two bruiser brodies is what they looked yeah. like. And were romping, stomping bad boys were Ron and Don and, uh, and, and the gangsters, you know, and that, and they, and, and they didn't like the gangsters at all, uh, because they were clan. This was in Virginia somewhere. And I don't remember wow. where it was. Somewhere like that, yeah. I think it was council. Wise was council, another situation. Council was yeah. a, council, well, wise was the whole other situation with Jimmy and the uh, uh, heavily bodied. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, and, we'll and, 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 uh, and Ronnie Don beat up the whole crowd. They beat up about 20 people. I was damn they the was throwing chairs sideways. Chairs was oh, yeah. fucking frisbees, taking our legs well, out, and, knocking people down. We and, saw another time, back. yeah, there was uh, another something they did that. Wise, another one, um, yeah, wise. Yeah. Another one that we did uh, was when we were getting ready to do and bring Undertaker in when it was Bob, myself, and Undertaker against yep. the gangsters. Yep. And uh, one of the, the last bluegrass brawl, I believe, in 95 we did. Yes, it was. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, then, right then, the, uh, I remember the one Ron and Don. Ron and Don came and said, Ron used to be a cop. He said, you need to call back up then. He said, fuck y'all. He said, I'm not putting you on. You can go to hell. He told them that. He's ready to fight them cops. Ron and Don were. And New Jack and them were ready. He said, well, anyway, uh, uh, Jimmy, myself, uh, uh, they did a thing with Balls Mahoney. He was Boo Bradley then, and they left Boo right laying and beat Boo up, Boo up, and, uh, and everything left and laying. Every tape, they were, they were, you know, getting heat on their baby faces. And then the second one, I can't remember who he did something with. And then, uh, uh the third one was going to be, uh, myself in a single match with New Jack. With Mustafa out in the deal out by ringside and then them screw me, get a win on me and then, uh, get heat on me and then, uh, beat Jimmy down and cover Jimmy with the, uh, Malcolm X flag. You know, and that, and that was, uh, we were getting ready to do that segment there, the last segment. And that was the lead in to bring Undertaker in. You know what I mean? You know, cause yeah. Undertaker come in for Pikeville and, uh, he came in Johnson. for, uh, uh, Johnson, Johnson City and Knoxville yeah. maybe. Yeah, you know, uh, or maybe it was just, those three. And, no, uh, it might have been those two. We had a huge weekend. It, you're yeah. right. It was those two. It was Pible and John Pible, City. John well, anyway, City, he came in another time and worked uh, weekend. He, he, he did another one uh, uh, where he came in and worked Unibomb, which was Kane. Yeah, you know, that was a being, Super Bowl. You know, and that's when they, yeah, that's when they put him on developmental. Yeah. He had him still working Smoky Mountain. He was working USWA, too, plus yeah. on developmental. And, uh, yeah. well, anyway, uh, uh, that, uh, we're getting ready to do that segment. We're getting ready to do that segment, and uh, uh, I, I think it was Balls. Maybe they left Balls. Or he wasn't Balls then. He was something else. And I, I can't remember who the second one they did. Maybe Balls was for. I don't remember how it went, but all I remember is a cop come back there, three of them, and they come back to me. It was always three of them guys when it was Klan guys, usually at least three. <laughs> well, uh, they would they would, they'd come back to me and goes, hey, we don't have that type around here. We don't have them around here. They need to get the hell out of here now. He come back and told us and everything, and Jimmy went off. And everything, I said, Jimmy, these guys ain't playing. I said, these are cops, and they're real deal. I buzzed him. He goes, huh? I said, they're yeah. the real deal. They're playing. They, they, they are furious. I said, it's, it's, it's going to draw. I said, but we, we got to get, we got to talk these guys out of this some way. They want New Jack and, and Mustafa. They wanted to take them in. They wanted to take them down, whatever they needed to do. And New Jack and Mustafa and Dilo were back in the back, and they were ready to fight. They were good ready to do because they didn't. They knew they if they went to jail, they they wasn't gonna never be seen again. They knew it, yeah. and I knew it. And and I don't think Jimmy really got, it, but he did. When I talked, I'm serious, and I and I, I pulled the cops. I said, Jimmy, I said, let me smarten them up to what we're doing here. Back then, you didn't smarten nobody up, and uh, you you kayfabe. And I took them in the in, in in a room right there, and I said, look, guys, I said this is a storyline. This is an angle. I said, yes, they are legitimate gangsters. They are the real deal. I said, but we are leading in to our big shows coming up in Pikeville, Kentucky mainly, and uh, and in Johnson City, Tennessee. Yeah. I said they are going to beat me up. Then the next show, beat me, beat me up, and they're going to cover Jimmy with a fire. To tell them what we were doing, and, and I said they're going to cover him with the Malcolm X. Well, I'm not kidding. I, 
and I, I was like nervous and I was there and I said, this is our business. This is what we do. This is uh, a storyline. This is soap opera. We're leading every week. We were doing three weeks of TV here. Uh, we do it every three weeks. This is leading into, uh, to, to big shows. I said, everything he's rolled the dice and everything is hinging on these two shows. I said, this is going to kill our business. If you, you, you arrest these guys right now, right. I said, we'll get a, they, and they looked at me and they said, okay. They said, well, we understand that. And dude said, but we don't have that bullshit around here and we don't have them type. We don't have them, but ain't no black people in this County. And ain't no black people in the surrounding counties. He was telling me all of it. And I just sit there and do it. I said, I got you. I said, I understand. He goes, well, I'll tell you what. He goes, they don't need to shower. They need to get the fuck out of here as soon as they're done. Okay. <laughs> so that's what he told me. And he said, y'all go and y'all do it and do it. He said, we're not going to watch it. We're going to be where and, and that and do. He said, uh, we're going to be right over here. And he said, you have one of your guys. If we, if we if need help or something, need anything we can do, we do our job to come get us. But we're not going to watch it. That's what they told me. And, uh, uh, and I went and told New Jack and I said, Josh, don't do it. whatever you do. Just please, please, let's get through this and do. I said, I just talked to him and all that and did. And I mean, they had, New Jack had a gun on him all the time too. Yeah. Told him to stop and I, you know, I mean, they had to, but, uh, and, and D-Lo wasn't a hardcore real gangster like they were. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, D-Lo was, uh, from the Northeast, came from a good family. Yeah. He was, uh, you know, you know what I mean? He wasn't a hardcore, uh, brother like they were. He was an educated guy, played college football and stuff. You know what I mean? You know, and, and, uh, yeah, yeah. well, New Jack was too, but I mean, he was real deal. And, uh, uh, so we got through it and, uh, and that's, that's, that, that's, 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 I'm not exaggerating. That happened. Tracy, are you, let me ask a question about the whole thing. Cause I, I 100% believe you because I mean, I watch it back now, yeah. all the episodes that I have and I, and I see some of the stuff that New Jack said. And I was telling my co-host Doc, who's a big fan of yours, by the way, um, Doc said to me offline last weekend, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I told him offline last weekend, I said, I'm actually shocked that nothing happened to New Jack in the Smoky Mountains during that time because yeah. of the hey, hold on one second. Hold, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Are you shocked, Bobby, that uh, nothing bad ever happened to him? I, I am, actually. I, I really I, I am. Mean, can you, cause, cause you listen to some of the stuff that he said in them promos. Okay. Okay. It's crazy. Go ahead. Say what now? What I now? was saying, um, I was saying, I'm a, Bobby, I'm gonna get your take after I get Tracy's, but what I told Doc and I were talking about this offline. We said we could not believe that New Jack did not get hurt by a fan or wasn't seriously harmed because of the promos he was cutting. Cause I mean, they were vicious, man. They were real. Oh, yes. And he came from the heart. And it drew money because they bought it. But it got to where we, uh, I remember, uh, I can't remember what the deal was and what exactly happened. And, uh, uh, but they're supposed to have got a big deal like with Coca Cola or somebody. Is that right, Bobby? Do you remember this? And they, uh, was going to get a big sponsorship with them. And actually, uh, yeah, you're right. It was actually Pepsi. Uh, Pepsi, I yeah. think, is yeah. who it was. Yeah. Uh, and they, they saw the promos and pulled their sponsorship out. Yeah. Pulled it. And, uh, and, and after a while, it got to much where, where, and the reason they released them, and of course they went and had to run an ECW right after that was because it got to be where people were so mad they wouldn't come to, come on, they wouldn't come to the shows. You know, it hurt, it started hurting. And then they drew there for a while, you know, but, but uh, it got to be where people just wouldn't come. They were that mad. Uh, yeah, they was that and, turned uh, off and that mad. Yeah. yeah. 
they got so they just got well one night uh do you remember this bobby at, at the coliseum and i can't remember who they were working with then uh might have been me and tony I, I don't remember but uh the naacp was there and Jack went out there and dogged them and cussed them and called them Uncle yes. Tom's and everything. Yes. Remember yes. that? Yes. I do think it, it was either Johnson City or the Coliseum. He would outbrow people. It was the Coliseum. NCAA, yes. Yes. NCAA. NAACP uh, came yes. and, and, and Jack cut a promo on them. I, I think yes. something. They tried to talk to Jack like he was a kid or something. I don't remember how it was, but they kind of disrespected him and yes. Mustafa. And, they said uh, what they were doing uh, was uh, uh, they weren't they weren't helping the cause basically. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, to keep educating uh, African Americans or blacks, et cetera. And what they were doing yeah. was actually setting them back in time. And New Jack just cut a promo on them, man. Yeah, oh, that was such a cause. He, sure did. he just buried them. Yes, yes, sure I do did. remember that. I sure he, did. He, he sure did. And they left, and that was a. It was a big deal, you know, and uh, and it made the news and everything, you yes. know. I mean, back then there wasn't no social media, you know. There wasn't cell phones. There wasn't any of that, you know. There wasn't the internet much at, at all. No, it's getting going a little, but uh, uh, word of mouth and all. But they made all the local newspaper made the news in Knoxville, everything. Yeah. Are you? Oh, so, yeah. Are, are you shocked, Tracy, that nothing happened to? Like when I mean nothing, are you shocked that uh, they didn't get harmed? Because I'm, I'm still amazed that New Jack and Mustafa made it out of the, made it out of Smoky Mountain Wrestling without oh, a fan getting a hold of them. I, I, because I watched they, the they promos, loved it. they loved it. <laughs> they, they, they loved it. They loved every minute of it. They were never afraid. They were never scared. And in the ring, they do whatever you wanted to do. And they get a little, ever, ever so often, Jack, he took that thing serious. And I used to tell him, I go, this is a gimmick. And he didn't like that rebel flag thing at all. And Mustafa, not so much either, but Jack didn't. Sometimes he'd get a little crazy in the ring with me and like almost have a flashback or something. And I'd tell him, I go, Jack, this is Tracy here. This is Tracy. He would listen to everything in the ring. Uh, he'd listen whatever he wanted to do. He would do it. And he'd come up with crazy stuff he wanted to do, you know, and stuff. And uh, you try to put it in the right place and all that. And their attitude, they had a great attitude, everything. But yeah. he'd get a little crazy sometimes. I remember Mustafa throwing a punch at me, not to hit me, but uh, one night. And then I looked up and I said, Mustafa, this is Tracy. Okay? <laughs> this is Tracy. I love you guys, man. We're trying to draw money here. You know, I didn't get mad. I never did. But there was one time when uh, uh, Jack uh, did a thing and spit on me. And I clotheslined him and, and knocked him and knocked him goofy one night, you know. And we didn't have no words about it. He he he. he but he got so upset because I did it, retaliated back, and he had and he freaked out. And Jack liked to do, you know, he partied, you know. And and uh, well, he had an anxiety attack and was so fired up and mad he uh, went into a seizure in the in the dressing room. And they had to take him to the hospital. And I saw him the next day, and he just like crazy, crazy. He says. You know, you hit me hard, and that's this other dude. And he goes, I was so mad at you. He said, I, I, I about lost my mind. I said, Jack, you lost your mind when you come in and did that promo the first night. <laughs> you know, like that. I said, you okay? I said, my God. I said, I'm out there to work with you and draw money. We try to draw money with you. You guys have a – this is the best, hottest gimmick going, you know. And, uh, you know, just uh, things like that. Yeah, but, you, uh, you know, oh, it's yeah. funny that – that first promo, you know, you mentioned the one the thing he said about OJ in the first promo, but he also said, I don't know if you remember this, Bobby. He said, uh, where I'm from, the way we take care of people is we 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 douse them with gasoline and set them on fire. Yeah, I, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but they do. They do. <laughs> I mean, Jack he Mary wasn't on BS. He's from Atlanta. <laughs> he was from, yeah. He played football in college at a war. I can't remember. It's an all-black school. Uh, and we played them. And I played at Carson Newman. I can't remember the dang uh, name of them. And I'll, I'll think of it when I get Morris, not Morris Brown, something like that. I can't, you know. Uh, but anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's more. He's, he did more. Oh, this is an ECW. This is after there. Uh, Jack had a warrant. Uh, he, 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 he got in some trouble in a few places there and couldn't come to some of the towns. You know, because they had warrants for him. And back in, and, you know, they wouldn't mess with you if you wasn't in the county. You know, uh, but uh, uh, at ECW, uh, in 97 or 98, we had like uh, uh, the Dudleys, uh, FBI, Ben Guido, uh, Balls and Axel, and the gangsters then, uh, Mustafa had already left and moved out west, and they put uh, Cronus, John Cronus, God rest his soul, with Jack, with New Jack uh, as, the, as the gangsters. Or, or they call them, what do you call them, Eliminator Gangsters or something? I don't know. Yeah, like they call them the, uh, 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 the Gangsternators. Yeah, that's something it. Like that's that. it. All right. Uh, yeah, that's, I believe that's it, just what you said. Well, uh, uh, I guess Tim was a bondsman, and that is his job. Corner. He had, of course, already left. It was 97, 98, big show in Pittsburgh. And uh, they had had the belts on Guido and I, and they were keeping the belts on us. But we were all taking, you know, we'd always taken an ass whooping. You know what I mean? You know, and 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 that and that was the gimmick. You know, and uh, well, uh, these guys, bounty hunters, there's three guys come up to get Jack uh, off of that warrant. Okay, well, uh, this is no lie. Uh, we were uh, um, uh. At the show in Manaka, right outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the big dome. And they had like the biggest crowd, one of the biggest crowd they had. They had like 5,000 people there. Uh, I think it was the night Shane either worked with Bam Bam Bigelow. I believe it was Bam Bam. Took the belt off of Bam Bam uh, or Raven. But, but no, it, was, it wasn't Raven. It was Bam Bam. Uh, that was the main event. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had like a five-person t- tag team. Well, the bounty hunters come up to get New Jack and to take him in. And Paul asked, says, says, look, guys, he says, we put a lot into this pay-per-view, the same thing. He said, can you arrest him after, let him work, let him do his job, and then whatever y'all got to do, take him back to Tennessee. That's where they were going to take him, extradite him back to Tennessee. And uh, it was three guys, and they were badass guys, you know, and mess around. And uh, uh, they were from, of course, Knoxville area. And uh, – uh, I believe it was Borristown, Tennessee, is where he had the warrant. Now, Tim lived there. He was a bondsman. I mean, he had to do his job. They knew Tim was a wrestler. Tim didn't want to, you know what I mean? He didn't want to pop him, you know, in that dude. But, you know, they were coming down on him because he hadn't already done it. And, uh, and something like Tim wasn't with him, but they came through his bonding company, something like that. And, uh, uh, them guys were serious, man. I remember they standing around. They didn't talk to nobody. They ain't talking none of us. We didn't talk to them either. And, uh, uh, well, during the match, you knew some way that New Jack was going to get out of there, okay? You knew that. <laughs> <laughs> he just knew that, right? And he didn't know how. He didn't ask. He didn't do nothing. Well, the story, and I can remember, you knew that New Jack was going to be gone. He thanked us, everybody, before we went in the ring and all that. And, dude, he said, I'll see you all down the road a little bit, you know, whatever. And, uh, uh, you know, in the whole nine yards. Well, uh, um, <laughs> Bubba 
and Devon, he worked with them a lot, you know, during that time. And they did some kind of spot where they fought outside and they had a van waiting for New Jack. <laughs> and they go and they fought outside and went out the door and had the van pulled right up to the door. And 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 uh they went outside and did that and uh and and Bubba and, and and Devon come back in, and we were all fighting all over the arena and everything, you know. And I, I didn't know exactly how they were going to get him out of there. But anyway, the van pulls, is sitting there waiting. They fly outside. Dujak gets in the van, goes down in the floorboard. They get him out of there. Got him and took him to the – I think they took him to the airport, and he might have flew out that night. Or however he got home, he went home. And I and I can't remember where Jack. I think Jack was living in Philly then. I think somebody got him, yeah, drove him from Pittsburgh to Philly. He would t- tell you better than me. You know, and everything. But yeah, man. Yeah. 1997, <laughs> 98. It wasn't in Smoky Mountain. The Smoky Mountain was done, but it was off of there. Yeah. <laughs> they called the spot where oh, yeah. they worked to the outside so he could leave. That's we good. We bought outside, went up the side door there, and, and uh, uh, you know, at the back part of the arena, and, uh, and you know, and just everybody, you know, eight, ten guys all going, you know, and, and there, and just they, whatever did, and it was real brief. And I looked up, and I seen them go outside, and then, you know, Jack fighting both of them and Cronus, you know what I mean, you know, and they all four went outside and I didn't really hit me. And then the only ones come back in was, uh, uh, Devon and, uh, Bubba and Cronus. <laughs> and Jack wasn't with them. I didn't say that about it. I said, where's Jack? They said, oh, that's, that's, that was a spot there. We had that with him. We won't, we, we kayfabed everybody. You know what I mean? I think only Bubba, Devon and, uh, of course, Jack and Cronus. I don't even know if Cronus knew. But uh, uh, Paul, Paul E, you know, and Tommy Dreamer, you know what I mean? You know, but, but yeah. Paul did the speech before we, you know, uh, his, we always called it Paul's State of the Union speech. And uh, I did it before there. And he said, here we have convicted felons. We have this, we have that and that and do, but we can get through this. And, you know, this, we got a lot riding on it. And he told him, he says, you know, this is going to hurt our business bad if you don't let him do this. And, boy, them guys were mad. And, of course, everybody played like we didn't know nothing about it. Didn't know how he got out of there enough to play dumb. Like, where is he? Where is New Jack? Everybody was doing that. Because, you know, you didn't want to see them get him. You know, and uh, yeah. the boys stick together. You know what I mean? Even if they didn't like each other, they stick together. Yeah. And, uh, I, I can remember uh, New Jack and uh, uh, Pitbull Anthony. Big ball head. He's dead now. God rest his soul. Tough guy. Both of them, of course. Crazy. And I can remember it was in uh, – uh, this isn't about Smoky Mountain, but this was in uh, Queens, New York, and they had some heat over something. I don't know. Uh, 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 the pit bulls had got popped on something drug-related, and uh, they were just working out in the ring, and, like as trainers kind of, and helping. They couldn't let them wrestle for some reason. I don't know. But there's a lot of heat built up with him and uh, 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 New Jack, and I can remember uh, – the whole, them getting into a fight in the dressing room and I was wore out tired, been working a lot, working for them and other places. I just fought traffic from Newark to, to the Elks Lodge area and God, 15, 15 miles took like four hours and I was, and they started playing that and I just said, I'm too tired to help break them up. And finally Bubba and Devon were trying to, and of course Dreamer, and then everybody did and then, and doing, they try, I mean, they try to kill each other, man. They tried to, cause you can see they were, they were both going for each other's eyeballs and, just everything they could do. Well, that, the next night in the arena, that was on a Friday night, somebody sucker punched Mikey Whipwreck. Remember him? Yeah. Remember him? Yep. All right. Yeah, well, I remember. The first two that hit the ring and fighting side by side and hitting people who look like fucking rock'em, sock'em robots was uh, New Jack and Anthony right beside each other just beating that. And I looked, I stand up on the gimmick table. I said, look at that, Tommy, to Tommy Rich. I said, look, I said, look at them two motherfuckers right there. Try to kill each other last night. Now they're fighting right side by side. Like the brothers, you know, and, and they did watch each other's back and they beat the hell out of some guys, man. And afterwards they were back in the back. 
uh, you know, drinking beer and hanging out and whatever else they do, you know, you know what I mean? And, uh, 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 uh and, and, and just crying, laughing and thanking each other. Go, I'm sorry. I, I love you, man. And we were talking with them. I said, you two motherfuckers tried to kill each other. Took the whole dressing room to split you up. And now look at you. Now you're in love about to get married. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the old saying because that's the way even your worst enemy if you needed help would be there you, and guys that you thought were you, you were real cool with not as cool as you thought when you needed help you know what I mean yeah, uh, yeah. you know we oh, were man. getting poor New Jack and Anthony off all those guys they about killed them man <laughs> it looked like rock'em sock'em robots is what it looked like they were just making a pass just beating the hell out of us just wailing kicking head butting people everything Oh boy! Sure hey, is. hey, hey, Bobby, you, you, uh, I'm gonna start wrapping things up, man, because yeah. I feel like I got enough of y'all time tonight. I don't want to let you. I don't want to keep yeah. y'all on too much longer. Oh, uh, Bobby, you got anything else for uh, Tracy before I get out of here, man? Before we get no, out of here, it's just a pleasure uh, to get to do a podcast with you, and also it's a pleasure to hear Tracy and get to do a podcast with Tracy. So, uh, you know, it's yeah. all good with me, man. And uh, we could go on with a bunch more memories, I'm sure. And, um, oh, and yeah. I, I had some different stories with the uh, the gangsters, but none of them could top what Tracy just not finished with. So let's end on, oh, on, yeah, a, high, on a high crazy. note with yeah. that, you know. But uh just want to say thanks, man, and uh, thanks to the fans of uh, Booking the Territory. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Mike, for having Thank me you. on the show with Tracy. And uh, you know me, man. I'm I'm gonna go. When is this in. going to play? When when is this this podcast here going to play? Now, Tracy, I, cut me off. Let me say one more thing for he says. I'm that. sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Pin me, ahead. pay me. That way, when Tracy says, when's this going to play? You buy my book when you hear when Tracy says, when's this going to play? You go buy Pin Me, Pay Me, one of my books. Take it over, Tracy. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> love you, love you, Bobby. Love, love you, man. Tracy, love you, brother. Yes, be good. I'll see you around. Hey everybody, I want to welcome back Tracy Smothers to Booking the Territory and the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. Tracy, uh, like I told you in New Orleans, I want to thank you again for uh, coming on a second time. I had, it's uh, been two years since you were on last time. We talked about a lot of stuff, so I figured, uh, hey, I'll bring you back on and we can, uh, we can talk about a few other things. And, and uh, But how you doing today, man? You hanging in there? Yeah, all right. As I say, I did some work outside and burn up, boys. Man, I swear, gallons. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, doing fine. It's doing a, fine. It's how's a your hot, world? Uh, it's a hot summer, and um, I, 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 I don't understand people yeah. who don't like the winter. Not that I have to deal with winter where I'm at, but man, yeah. I don't know. I'd prefer the the cold uh, as opposed to this uh, heat during the summertime, personally. But that's just my opinion. How about you? Uh Either one's rough. You gotta, <laughs> they say it takes your body two weeks to a month to adjust to the seasons. You know what I mean? And now with the way the atmosphere is, the ozone layer, it's, it's hot. That yeah, sun's, you know, that heat index is higher and the humidity is higher than it ever was when we were kids. You know, it's crazy. I had a, I, I had a friend say that. He cold said, weather, you, cold weather. Go ahead. I was going to say, I had a friend say that. He said, man, you can't tell me that's the same sun that we played in as kids. Yeah, it just seems a lot more intense. Than, I know we're older, but, but uh, you know, they say that, you know, that ozone has ate up a lot of all the stuff that's shooting in the space and all the nuclear plants. And, you know what I mean? You know, all that. So, 
But the cold weather, all these old injuries, boy, oh, Lord. And, but the weather change, the drastic weather change always gets to me. Uh, you know, it just, it just kicks your ass. It does. It's rough. Yeah, I hear that. Well, let me get let me get started on a few questions. Uh, I actually had some listener questions this time, man, because everybody's been fo- I just want to tell you, everybody's been following along with this Smoky Mountain show we've been doing now for over three years. We've got less than a year to go. Uh, just a message from all the listeners out there. They uh, they love you in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. They love everything that you did in the promotion. It's been a fun ride these first three years. You came in, I want to say, five months or so into Smoky Mountain's run. So uh, yeah, everybody uh, out there, they just want to say thank you for your uh, for your Smoky Mountain run. And, and uh, I, I know Smoky Mountain meant a lot to you. And like you told me when we were in New Orleans, you were saying uh, it was just a fun run, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I got released from WCW, and you know you got kind of the chip on your shoulder, and just felt like had something to prove, and just and that was getting new and getting going. And I actually said, Jimmy, every now and then I'd see him, or he he make would call me like once a month, and he didn't come out and say what he was doing, but he was working on something, and uh, he stayed in touch with me for about a year, and I because I was really considering getting out of uh, business in 92 when I got released and uh, uh, going back, getting finished and getting my degree and go coach, coach and teach, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, if he taught me out of it, wasn't for him, I would have got out of 92. I would have, I would have got out. I don't know to hug him or to, I don't know to hug him or to shoot him. <laughs> nah, yeah. yeah. I, you know what I mean? No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you but, mean. But, it's a, Jimmy, I know exactly Jimmy, what you mean. They, he did. He, 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 about once a month, he'd call me or I'd see him at when I was finishing up WCW a couple times. He came by and stuff just to see the boys. Some, you know, but because uh, uh, him and Stan had left out of there. Bobby stayed and uh, they'd walked out, you know, before that. Uh, you know, I don't want to say that. I can't remember. Him and Stan. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, no. I remember the circumstances. We've yeah. talked about it on the show, yeah. like um, when they left and everything. Yeah. But hey, I got a question for you. You know, we we've told the story on the show of how like Stan Lane met Ric Flair and how Stan got in the wrestling business through meeting Ric Flair. Um, Stan is somebody we've talked about all the time on both of our NWA shows and Smoky Mountain shows since he was there. You know, through much of the early part of Smoky Mountain. Um, you got any outrageous Stan Lane stories from your time either in Smoky well, or, uh, or I don't WCW? know if it's, it's kind of known, but I don't know how it is. Steve Kern, Stan Lane, when they were the fabulous ones in uh, the old USWA, CWA for Jerry Waller and Jerry Jarrett, uh, when they were a team and they were for years, they trained me. Stan right. and Steve trained me in the business and then uh, I, I, I trained with them and then after that I trained with Tojo Yamamoto uh, and then after that I was around Bob Armstrong you know what I mean you know? and, uh, but, but Stan uh, boy I'll tell you back in the day he was they, the fabs were so hot they were over you know it was when uh, not long around the same time when WWF started going nationwide but maybe a little before that's when they were really hot uh you know, and uh, he, they were Stan. You'd see Stan out at the bars. He was a, a bachelor, and a, you know what I mean. And he was he'd run, run around. He wouldn't. He'd drink a little bit, do, but he always took care of himself good. And you know, and always was. You know, he was. He stems everywhere. You know, and Steve was married, kids. You know, and everything. And uh, you know, was a family man. But uh, Stan was out there. Boy, he was a bachelor. You know what I mean? 
he was back in the 80s i mean they were they were a big deal they, they god some of the uh shows i went with them a couple times when i first you know they were me and uh, they they were like rock stars the way they'd mob the car to have security get them in the car and everything out of there everything it was crazy you know and uh, you don't see that <laughs> But uh, it was a different era, you know, and, and man, they were, they were, they were over. And I, you know, trained me, showed me a lot, taught me. I learned a lot riding the car with them. And it was always good to me. And then uh, to get to work uh, uh, in WCW, I was around staying at some in 87 at the Florida Territory, uh, Florida Championship Wrestling. And I remember Stan, I was there when he got the call uh, to put him with a, uh, Bobby Eaton, Midnight Express, Dennis Condry had uh, went on hiatus, just he disappeared, <laughs> you know. And uh, uh, Stan got the call, and uh, and then got to work with Steve and I got to work with him. And Bobby a couple few times during '87 when Rocket had bought it out, uh, the port office and made it like a farm league kind of like you know. Right. And, uh, Dusty, Dusty, and then we'll come in, and uh, uh, we got to work with them, and. Uh, uh, St. Pete, Florida, I remember that in 87. And then uh, we went up for a week, a week or so and got to work with them in Baltimore, uh, Greenville, South Carolina, and Charlotte uh, in, uh, in 87. And then again in, in 90, when I was in WCW, Steve and I got to work with them. And uh, uh, I believe it was yesterday, uh, Mike, uh, the 29th anniversary of uh, that card, uh, Great American Bash, when Steve. Took the belt off of Rick Blair. And I went yep. to Midnight Express that night. Yeah. It was Tard Blair. That's 29 years ago. I was going to ask you about that. We actually had a question. Like I said, I, I had uh, polled uh, some of the listeners um, you know, on our Patreon page. And uh, a gentleman by the name of Don Depinet, he said, uh, in his opinion, one of the greatest tag team matches he had ever seen was the Southern Boys versus the Midnight at the 1990 Great American Bash. Uh, what memories do you have of that match and that night? I think I've heard you talk about this before. Um and it, it sounded like you had good memories from it, and Jimmy and Stan pretty much laid things out. Uh, the midnight oh, yeah, pretty much laid yeah, things yeah. out for y'all. But uh, what kind of memories Jimmy, you got Jimmy from Stan, the Bo- Jimmy, Stan, Bobby, you know what I mean? You know, and uh, we just followed and you know and, and listened and uh, and uh, worked on and we worked together nightly for two three weeks there uh, before we had that match there. And just had not been home. We just wore out, tired. Well, I remember that. Uh, uh, you know, and uh, God, I mean, uh, the energy in the in the in the Baltimore arena was a classic arena, you know. And uh, that was that was, you know, that was something when you're a young man and first pay per view I've been on, I threw up from it. <laughs> I was nervous, <laughs> you know, even though we worked with them every night, you know, and, and then they're just so relaxed and just such great great people to work with, you know. I'll tell you, Jimmy. You know, Stan, Bobby, or Steve. You know, yeah, it was, it was awesome. You know, so, but it got good reviews. You know, everywhere, and always, always have people. Uh, you know, mention that to, to me that about that. And um, shortly after that, I seemed like uh, oh, we had the book, and and, and uh, him and Jimmy didn't agree on stuff. You know how it is. And uh, what I remember was. I didn't know what they exactly were going to do. We had done the, uh, what's that, Halloween Havoc we did 
and uh, uh, Steve st- Midnight worked with Ricky Morton and Tommy Rich. Robert had blew his knee out. It was in Chicago, and then we were working with uh, 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 Kevin Nash and Al Green. They were called Master Blasters or something. I can't remember something like that. Jimmy got into it. Oh, they want to bust a punk and know Jimmy or something. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then uh, yeah, Jim Hurd's idea, you know, something like that. And Jimmy's like, we, we, oh, Jimmy, they're going off. He, he's like, fuck no, GD, this, that. I'm not doing that. Oh, fuck that. Fuck you. Fuck everyone. You know, you know, you know I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he was going ballistic. And, you know, I don't know what's going on. And I didn't know what I understand. We're just all sitting there and just go there, do whatever they do. I mean, you're working for Ted Turner. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, yeah. It's whatever was there was their business, and uh, they had us do a thing where we come out and uh, and head on a dress like Jimmy Cornette with the tennis rackets, you know, and, and and everything, and glasses on and all, and then the crazy outfit. You know how Jimmy wore on crazy suits. You know, and, and uh, you know, and stuff, and had that, and distracted them, and caused them to get beat, and then then they had did something where he come out and come caused us to get beat, and we thought we were uh, going to work with them, but then we got to TV, I believe, it was a little after that. If I'm right, I'm not, I can't remember how exactly. When it, uh, all I know is I got to TV, and Jimmy and Stan had walked out at, at uh, PBS, you know. Uh, Center stage TV mm-hmm. back in the big, the back in the big uh, WCW show was WCW Saturday Night, right? You know, and, and so uh, Steve, my old partner, was sick. Something hit him, man. I can't remember. He was pretty bad, sick. Couldn't be there, so they put me in a single match, and I got to work on uh, Bobby in a single match. And uh, you know, and, and and of course Bobby's great, and uh, we went good, and and all, and uh, but. Uh, I was talking about Freebirds after that, but Stan and Bobby was gone. Yeah, you know, Stan, Stan and uh, Jimmy and me. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, do, I, I do remember that. You're talking about Ole. Uh, did you get along with yeah. Ole? He was always all right to me. He, he's, I mean, Ole was an asshole prick to everybody. You know, that's just Ole. That's the way he is. If he wasn't firing on you about something, you better. that's when you better worry. You know what I mean? Like some of them coaches. They're not riding your butt real hard. You, know, you, you, you better watch it. You know, but that's how old he was. But, uh, yeah, he, he was always good to me. I mean, I, I, I could never say nothing bad about all he, he'd be He'd be right up front with you. If he had a problem with you, he'd let you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to respect uh, yeah. that. I'd rather that, you know, go behind your back. You know what I mean? No, you you actually nailed it on something. It's like uh, when those coaches actually they they when they ride your ass about different things yeah. and they get on you, then then it's like oh well yeah they, you know it, it's it's a good thing like because if they didn't care they they'd leave you the hell alone and they wouldn't do your work. Right, right, right. So you know it's kind of that's why he that's why I took it with him. You know, Bill Watts was that way. You know what I mean? You know, and, and uh, that's why you took it with God. You know, that's how they operated, and you just. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of Ole, you uh you worked a program with Brian Anderson, uh, who didn't have a long career based on everything we looked at. What was it like working with uh Brian in Smoky Mountain Wrestling? Because uh, it's a weird. Yeah, he just come out of collegiate wrestling. He wrestled UT Chattanooga 
course, he went you know, around Atlanta area somewhere, you know, his dad. And, uh, um, you know, and uh, uh, he had worked from WCW. And I don't remember how it all went, you know. But, uh, oh, boy, we would, like, work at two wrestle. No high spots, nothing. And you 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 fade tracy you fade not i can barely hear you i don't know if you're if it's your uh, signal can you hear me can you yeah. hear me now yep Hello? is that okay are you yeah, hearing me i can hear that's better okay anyway jimmy had us uh working uh at first we were doing like 10 minute broadways i think and then uh 20 minute broadways and went to 30 minute broadways and uh we do a lot of wrestling like working a shoot you know, it's a little bit of shoot, you know, uh, actual wrestling, you know, and, and, uh, and uh, boy, uh, it got me in ring shape fast. Brian was a beast, you know, he was a great wrestler. Uh, and, and he was a wrestler, straight up wrestler, you know, and, uh, um, and, and I, if I'm right, I believe he worked program me for three, four months, and I think he, I don't think he, I don't know if he ever, I think he, I believe he went back to school. It seemed like I saw only a few years ago uh, at a convention. And he said he, I believe he's a lawyer now. Yeah, you are like correct. That. We we looked it up. I know, I know he wasn't wasn't in Smokey for too long. But you're right. You you and he worked that yeah. program for a while. Yeah, a lot of mat wrestling. Well, yeah. yeah, and that was it. And then he, he went, went to school, and became an attorney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He never had nothing to do with it again. Good for and hey, good for him, well. man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, good for him. Um, but any lasting memories of that feud besides the mat wrestling and the? I, I didn't realize y'all had done so much, like I guess house shows and spot shows where y'all were, yeah, you know, doing oh, a lot yeah. of doing a lot of thirty and forty five minute uh, broadways. We did a lot of twenty thirty minute broadways. Sure did wrestling. I mean wrestling. You know what I mean? Fireman's carries yeah. and the takedowns, switches, side rolls, all that, and kind of working to shoot, you know, and, and do. But, on the mat and you're the guy that just come out of college wrestling and i wrestled in school but it'd been a while <laughs> you know? and uh, it'd get you in shape he was in great shape you know cardio you know, you know wrestling shape you know but uh yeah i, I really like i'd like to have i'd like to see some of those matches uh and i i can't see i don't know if there is any on youtube or not i'm sure you can top it in uh, I don't. Anything, right? I'd have to look to see what's on YouTube as far as like the the house shows and and whatnot. The yeah. the stuff that you guys did on TV on the on the weekly episodes was it was a lot of promos. Yeah. There was some, some. I mean, you you guys had a couple of matches on TV, but it was nothing real long. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just quick stuff. So, yeah. uh. But we had a question from uh, David Jordan wanted to know that one of our uh, longtime listeners and a Patreon member. So he was asking about that. So I wanted to make sure I got that in regarding Brian yeah. Anderson. Um, everyone talks about ECW, but there are matches in Smoky Mountain. And I'm sure you've heard this before, but I've never asked you this where there are, you know, everybody involved is eventually an ECW type person. Let me, do you think that Smoky Mountain gets enough credit for being, I'll call it, I guess this is my words, innovative in 1994, uh, in that I swear, not that it was extreme, but I felt like, like Smoky Mountain, there were times in Smoky Mountain where it felt like we were watching a precursor to some of the stuff we end up seeing with the talent in ECW. I mean, I mean, I don't have to say it, Chris and balls and you know, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, a lot of guys went on there and other places too and did real well. You know, WWF, WCW, all of it. Uh, but uh, Jimmy would build just things like that, the hardcore type matches. You know what I mean? He didn't just throw it out there and do it. He, he did the old territory style, and you know, and, and, and uh, you know, and, and he'd make it mean something. He didn't just throw it out there, you know, a street fight or cage match or anything. You know, he built to that. He built to that to his big shows and. You know, stuff like that. That's what I can remember. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure some ideas got took from a lot of people, stuff he did. And he, he, uh, he got a lot of his stuff from the old Memphis area, but he, he modified his, how he wanted to present it. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Jimmy, uh, great mind. Uh, he taught me how to do interviews. He did baby face interviews. He taught me how to do interviews, period. You know, and, and he, 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 yes. he did, he did, he did. And um, I just followed him, you know what I mean? You know, and I, I, he, he gave me bullet points. He didn't memorize nothing and get over it, you know, and, you know, and, and, and how you felt most comfortable presenting. And, uh, of course, I mean, nobody does do an interview like him. You know? I seen Paul E. try to debate him one time. I want to say 90 or 91. It was, uh, pay-per-view in the bar that day. He tried to debate with Jimmy. Jimmy cut him up quick. D- did he? <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> got the gift of gab like Jimmy. No, Jimmy well, cut him up, boy. Paulie, he, he backed right off. He did. Hey, and that's, saying, and that's saying something, Tracy, because, I mean, oh, like, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. Paul, Paul can Paul can promo. I mean, he can he can talk. Yeah, it's not oh, like yeah. he's a slub or something, you know. And for, hey, Jimmy for Cornette, cut him up and Mitchie Hyatt, both of them. They were, they were in there together. Just hanging out, you know what I mean. And I mean, it was all good fun. It was nothing, you know. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. You know, it was all good. But uh, he couldn't. He didn't want no part of Jimmy. <laughs> he, he cut up Paul and who else? Who else did you say was there? Uh, Missy Hyatt. I believe Missy was with him, and I don't think. Oh, really okay, Missy. <laughs> they just went back, and you know what I mean. You know, yeah, yeah, all, yeah. Yeah. Well, Jimmy no, really no. is the one that gave Paulie his his big break when the original. Uh, Midnight Express come into WCW. Yep, with, uh, they did that angle. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's he, true. No, he no. got him on the big stage. You know what I mean? You know, and yeah, and, uh, nationwide TV. And, uh, J- Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy gets on the roll, man. He starts slicing people up. That's for damn oh, sure. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, or if I, I, I play on my computer, if I'm good on YouTube. If I run across he take dude, if it ain't too long, do I usually listen to Jimmy? <laughs> he just buries everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He tells it like it is. He tells it like it's funny. You know, we we, we talked to him uh been three years ago now when we were first starting the Smoky Mountain show. We had him on and uh yeah. we, we equated you to um and I don't know if you'll agree with this or, or you know or not, but we equated you to like you were almost like the Hulk Hogan of, of Smoky Mountain. And, and hear me out first when I say that. You were that baby face that these people loved. And I swear, man, you'd come out swinging that Confederate flag, whipping it around, and these people would lose their mind behind their Tracy Smothers with their stars and bars. And it was, it's glorious, man, when you watch it. Uh, you, you were, uh, 
again, I'm, I'm using the term loosely when I say you were like their Hogan, but it, it was amazing. Now, as I say that, I do, I do think also dirty white boy, Tony Anthony. Oh my God. Rocky. His greatness yeah. on display was there too. So rock and uh, rock, you got rock and rock spread. You know what I mean? That revitalized yeah. their career. Uh, that run there, it did. It did. Jimmy put them back together, you know, and uh, through their first big house in Johnson City. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure did. Sure did. And, uh, and you, in the heavenly bodies, you know, Stan, Tom Pritchard, and Tom Pritchard, and uh, uh, Jimmy Del Rey. Jimmy. What a team. Oh, man. Jimmy Del Rey was a heck of a great worker. And, uh, uh, you know, Brian Lee uh, and Sonny, you know, of course, and then you go over here, uh, Unibom Kane, Al Snow. Uh, there's so many. You got D'Lo Brown, the gangsters, you know. Uh, you know, I mean, just gosh, you know, it was, it was unreal. We'll see that, uh, Tracy, Boo, that's Boo, Brad, Boo Bradley, you know, he Chris Candido. Yeah, oh, yes, 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 Chris Candido. See, that's what I'm saying. Uh, it's amazing, you know, like people talk yeah. about like ECW's contribu- contributions to pro wrestling and all the talent that came from ECW, which I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah certainly did. Yeah. When yeah. you go through the Smoky Don't Mountain alumni, from- a lot of people came from Smoky Mountain that, that did great yeah. things. Well, another one too, uh, um, Brian Clark. Uh, he was uh, um, God. What was he called? Yeah, uh, uh, the uh, yeah, uh, the Night Stalker. Yeah, he was Night Stalker in in, in Smoky Mountain, and uh, he worked WCW a little before that. And Jimmy right. brought him into Smoky Mountain, and then he went to WWF as uh, I can't remember what he was called. Adam Bomb. That's it. That's it. And then and yeah. he went from there and went to WCW. And had right. a long run there with him and Brian Adams, God rest his soul. You know, and uh, you know, and then uh, he, he went back up to WWE for a bit, but I don't know what happened. But he was a great talent. And should have God, he should be. We should. He should still be out there, you know, making money and going and, and uh, you know, you know what I mean. A lot of a lot of politics in the business you know, in anything you do. You know, but, I I agree. I mean, I look at um Tracy, and I want I want your thoughts on this person. Like, I look at a guy like um, Tony Anthony, which I I think oh, he's uh, great, great. I in yeah. like to me, I can I'd almost make that a guy like him if you couldn't pick Cornette or you couldn't you know if you couldn't pick Jimmy as like an MVP of Smoky Mountain for its run. I feel like Tony Anthony just was uh he was superb. Whether it was a heel and a few oh, yeah. work with you or he yeah, was a babyface. Yeah. Um, how, yeah. how, how good was Tony Anthony? If you could speak on that. Oh, he was great. He was old school. heel. could work off the fly. I didn't have to set up nothing. He caught all the ring and could, could do anything. Tony never would work out. That's the only thing he never liked to diet. He didn't like to work out. He didn't. And uh, that's, that's why if it wasn't for that, he'd, he'd have went a lot further. Believe me, he would have, cause he was just fantastic. Jimmy had all yeah. the good workers in there. Uh, Chris, young Chris Michaels started in there. Flash uh, uh, Flanagan, and remember the Headbangers. Yeah, remember them, the Headbangers. Yeah, J- Jimmy's the one who gave them that gimmick, you know. And uh, they modified it up when they went, you know, to uh, WWF. You know? Well, Jimmy's you, the one brought you, them in and gave them that gimmick. Sure did. When you think about Tony Anthony, though, in as a dirty white boy and Smokey. Um, and then you see what happened when he went to the WWF and he's TL Hopper. Uh, what does that make you yeah. think when he has to stoop down? And, uh, you know, and, they copyright everything. And, yeah. You know, uh, but see, they do these interviews, they're creative. They were Bruce and them, uh, and did it. 
and they wanted to know your personal background. Uh, and and, and uh, you talk to, to other people. I don't know. It's, some of them uh, writers, you know, and, and nerdy, you know what I mean? Sitcom yes. writers and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff. But, but, but they want to know your background and stuff. And see, Tony's dad was, was a plumber. And a legit plumber, and Tony used to help him some with his business. He had his own business, and uh, Tony took it over for a short time uh, when his dad uh, retired. Tony had a car wreck, and he, Tony was head of security, I believe, at uh, a big, big corporation or some pretty good job. But like he had a car wreck, hurt his back real bad. He had to be on disability, and I think he is now. Uh, you know, he's not getting around so good. None of us are, but but. Uh, uh, and, and that's why they come off the plumber. I like Bill Irwin was a good hockey player. Wild Bill yep. Irwin. He said Wild Bill Irwin and made him a hockey player. You know, you know he, he was on he was on the show with me, Wild Bill, a couple years back. Uh, yeah. A little bit before yeah. I talked to you. He actually told me the story. He said he was talking to Bruce Pritchard on the phone. And he said, Bruce Bruce was talking to him about, oh, what are we going to do with you, Bill? What are we going to do with you, Bill? And he says, he says well... I mean, I can play hockey, and then he starts explaining to Bruce Pritchard what he can do, and yeah. you know, and, and Bill Bill is from Minnesota, right? Right, he's from Minnesota. Yep, yeah, originally, yeah. And, and, he, and he was a hockey player. So, yeah, um, yeah. that that's what the how the goon was born. But yeah. you're right. That's, that's, um, it's just it's just it's just what the, the the reason I bring up Tony Anthony with this is uh you know you have. Unlike you and I and people who've watched like a lot of Southern wrestling or fans of Southern wrestling or the territories, you know, we, we saw a lot of guys like not only yourself, but Tony. And then we see them in these, you know, have these really, really good careers and do really, really good things, whether it's in WCW or Memphis or Smoky Mountain, Mid-South, etc. And then there's people out there who really only know Tony Anthony as T.L. Hopper. And that's the injustice uh, is, is my point. You know what I mean? Same, that's a shame. I know. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just a tragedy uh, when you think about it like that. Now, hey, I want to ask you a question. You, you and I talked about the gangsters a lot the last time you were on. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the gangsters. Um, Jimmy has said they just drew too much heat, and the people just were literally, they didn't even want to come to the shows, the smaller towns at least. The big shows, he said it wasn't a problem. It was the smaller ones. Uh you think D- Jimmy could have done anything differently or it just was, no, New Jack is who he was and it was going to be what it was? I think that's what you said. Uh, it's going to be what it was. <laughs> but, uh, oh, my God, I, I don't know if I told this the last time when I was on. Uh, uh, but I remember when the NAACP showed up at Knoxville and, and Jack, <laughs> Jack got on the mic and started calling him Uncle Tom and going off on him. I mean, and those guys got pissed. They were bad. They left. Yeah. The guy think- left. People from the NAACP and you think, hey, I heard the NAACP was out here. Yeah, where's that Uncle Tom motherfucker at? Yeah, I don't think he said MF. He called them. I'll tell you what he said, Tracy. I'll, I'll refresh your memory. His exact okay. words was, he said, the NWACP here, they're a bunch <laughs> of trained Negroes is the exact yeah, word he I used. I can't remember, you know, what he come out and called yeah. Uncle Tom or whatever. He, he, he went there and, and, and boy, you know, and, uh, you know, I remember that. <laughs> and they laughed. But, you, but, I they think you so had told heat. me. I think it was you that told me, it may have been you or Bobby, I don't remember. One of y'all told me 
that the rock and roll were watching either that promo or the yeah. first promo on the monitor, and Ricky Ricky just got a gleam in his eye, Ricky Morton that is, and yeah. looked over at Jim Cornette and said, "We about to make some money with this, Jimmy." Is that he what how my, it he, he, Yeah, well, it was somewhere. Uh, uh, it was on the board. This town was on the border of like Tennessee, North Carolina, and close to Virginia too. But it was in North Carolina. If I had a map, I could show you the town, and. Uh, this this is true. All my kids. I mean, we got there, and of course you knew, you know, the, uh, you know, they, they, bringing them in and, and, and knew who they were. Didn't know them, you know what I mean? You know, and uh, they were Tennessee or Jackad, and stop uh, around Georgia. And, but uh, the, those boys are from around Atlanta, you know. And, uh, they brought their boys, their posse, with them. Right. There's about 15 or 20 of them. You, you got that tape that were able to around the ring and everything. And there's a bunch of them boys, man. Big old boys, you know, gangsters. Straight up, real deal. <laughs> no, no work, no nothing. That's what they were. You know. <laughs> and they come out to do the interview, and these guys come from the parking lot and just come in the building and all lined around the ring. And Jack was over talking, <laughs> and and and, and uh, the cops there, those guys were, I, they were clean, you know what I mean? And and and, uh, and uh, they come over to me, and they go, the guy goes, and because the guy, they were cool, they loved wrestling and everything, and did, and they were the real deal, and and, and they were, you know, and and, and all but their job that do, and I don't think there was many, uh, you know, African American people live around there. I don't think there's any at all, and uh, I'm not really sure. I, I didn't ask, you know, <laughs> much. But uh, 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 the cop, he, he, you know, he's like went to me, you know, and and you, you know, I'm country boy. I'm not a, a hillbilly. You know what I mean? There's a difference, and I'm not. That, the gimmick is a gimmick. Uh, I, don't, I don't. Right. I don't think like that. You know, I don't portray it like that, and that won't. You know, I, I was in New Orleans a few years ago. They wanted me to two, three years ago, but I go every year, but uh, they want me to say something about that uh, monument thing they took down. I'm like, I don't, I don't really got to do that. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, oh, Luke, I don't, wait, wait, I got to stop you. I got to stop you. Gotta stop you. Luke wanted yeah. you to say something about Lee Circle in the, 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 the monument that they took down in New Orleans. I, I got to, st- <laughs> that's funny. I, I'm laughing that he, that he wanted you to talk about that, but go ahead, Tracy. Uh, uh, well, talking. no, it wasn't, wasn't Luke. It wasn't Luke that did, and I oh, can't remember okay. who it was. What, I, maybe Luke did. I don't believe Luke, Luke did. I don't think he did. It seemed like somebody there that kind of helped Luke out with things said, said, boy, these people go crazy. I can't remember. A few people, you know, in my ear kind of tell, you know, to do it, but it wasn't Luke. Luke was boss. So it's Luke's company. You know right. what I mean? You know, cat you know all the way but i don't believe it was luke maybe it was okay man you know how it is you know yeah yeah, and, yeah. Uh, uh, but I, I honestly i i i didn't really say i thought to them when they said that to me and i thought i don't really gotta do that I'm not really in my field and what i do anyway to get heat you know, i don't portray it like that it's a gimmick i just like to choke people <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean that's how i kind of looked at it you know i mean i didn't look at it i looked at it as a gimmick you know and uh it depends on where you're at, how you, you know. Right, right. And, so and you were saying stuff. you were saying about the cops in um. In and North I honestly, during my interview out there, I uh, I forgot about it. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, I go with what the crowds kind of buying and what they're getting, and I didn't feel you know I don't even, I didn't remember it even coming into my mind when I was out there talking. 
Go ahead. What are you saying? Yeah, yeah. The, oh, yeah, the cop. The cop. The cop. The cop uh, he comes over to me. He goes, hey, man. He goes, he goes, hey, man. He goes, look. Uh, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> he looks right at me. It said, he put his hands out like, what? what, what is this? And uh, I said, this is an interview. I said, these guys are starting in here. And, uh, you know, they're going to be a big, you know, bad guy team for us and everything. And, and uh, more than likely it'll be, you know, in a storyline with Rock and Roll Express. I just smartened him up. You know what I mean? You know, I could because he wasn't real happy. And uh, the other cops weren't either. And uh, he goes, well, he said, okay. He goes, I, I, I get it. It's all for the show and everything. Something to that point. I can't remember exactly how it went. He wasn't real happy. And he said, but they need to get out of this county when this is over. And I said, well, I'm sure they will be. <laughs> you know? And that's when he did the thing. He said, hey, when I, it happened with OJ. You know, and he said, hey, OJ, you know, uh, keep up the good work. You got two of them down or something like that. <laughs> you know? And that's what Jimmy, and it was somewhere in there, and that's when Ricky, Ricky went, oh, oh and he was like, we can draw money on these guys. I said, we're going to get killed what we're going to get, y'all. I said, this cop just went off, man. I said, they're ready to go. I mean, they're going to go ballistic. And Jimmy loved it, you know, and, and, and I, I was like, in rock and roll, they loved it. And I was scared down the whole world. I was, I was worried for them, you know, and, uh, you know, because yeah. they're just out there doing their, you know what I mean, doing the gimmick. And Jack, they well, lived it, you know. They yeah, it. and Jimmy, and Jimmy said, like, they, the, it worked in the big towns. He said it just was yeah. the small towns. He said the people, it was that they, heat where, they, like you said, they just they didn't turn, they turned the channel or didn't come. Yeah, and it I, was, it was, they well, were so against we, it. Uh, but, and that's too bad because they were hilarious and, and they, God, they, you know, they were drawing money, you know, and, and, uh, and it was, it was really good and it was unreal. It was yeah, 1994. Come on. Nobody was doing that. You know, and and, and, uh, 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 and the wrestling business really wasn't, there's WWF, there was WCW, and there was Smoky Mountain, and there was USWA, and that was about it. There wasn't and independence, you know what I mean, going on, but there wasn't a lot yeah. going on. Like, there's not near as much as now, and it's a different era. And the business was kind of down a little bit, you know, and and, uh, and that was uh, fresh, you know, and, and uh, 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 controversial, you know, and he did that interview, and the next week, Jack on the loop, uh, he 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 rented a Corvette, a green Corvette, drove it to our town. <laughs> 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 and like we were at a fair, and I somewhere in that time period, I don't remember when a fair in uh, Tazewell, Tennessee, real uh, you know uh, you know hillbillies, man, crazy, you know, coal miners and. You know, and all, and, and just redneck, crazy, crazy people. You know, and, and uh, no, no, if I'm right, I don't believe many black people there, or many at all, that lived there. And uh, I can remember we had to take a golf cart to the ring from where they had us dressing. Because about 100, 200 yards or something, they had to go up through the rides a little bit and stuff, and maybe on the midway, or little, you know, I don't, I don't remember. But I remember us going, <laughs> and me and white boy and I were going to work with them. And uh, in, we were in the golf cart, and uh, Jack grabs the mic and goes, well, we're the gangsters. We're black. That's what we look like. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, come on, and, oh, my God. We, we just get out of here alive. We'll be doing good. <laughs> Man, they, they – another time, another time was in Harlan, Kentucky. 
and it was on a outside show or at a, I believe it was on a baseball field. Yeah. And it seemed like God, we had a long walk to the ring or something, or maybe we had them golf carts there too. I can't remember, but, uh, there was two boys, uh, uh, outlaw guys that were up on the apron and they were trying to get in the ring at New Jack and, and Mustafa and d you know, and, and uh, dude, they had their sticks on them and there was a few of them boys on the fourth mile trying to get in the ring. They were trying real hard, but they were, you know, and so Tony and I were working with them and so we go up on them and I, I remember grabbing the guy and I said, what are you doing? And I said, he goes, we're wrestlers to us and you're not booked. I jerked him off the apron and Tony jerked the other guy off the apron. And uh, they all got off and went over and sat down, you know. But they, just, they got into it with them and, and, and was, you know, you know what I mean? And and then uh, as, as as like fans, as marks, and then you know, you know, things get said. And next thing you know, these guys are trying to get in the ring. So so New and Jack I, had, had pissed them off, and they were trying to get into the ring and, and get yeah. a piece of them. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't trying real hard. They were keeping their distance. And Jack and them didn't beat them up. Uh, because, you know, they're out there to work and do, and they didn't want to get in trouble. And then, you don't know, he, they didn't know if they were marks or, or in, you know, outlaw guys or what they were, really. You know what I mean? You know? But yeah. they didn't come in the ring. If they come in the ring, they're fair green. But, uh, right. you know, they, but uh, anyway, that, that happened. Yeah. This is it's incredible, man. Such a such a, such a fun time with smoking. Oh, what do you you want to hear a Jack, New Jack story? Uh, uh, ECW, uh, <clears throat> it was a big house. They had one of the biggest houses they ever had. ECW, like five thousand people there or something. Maneka, Shane used to run that town for Paul. You know, and uh, you breaking like up again, way. Tracy? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, it was like yep. a four way tag or something. It was Guido and I, uh, uh, Balls and Axel. Uh, it was, uh, uh, remember, uh, Cronus was tagging with New Jack. Mustafa had already moved out to California. But, uh, four or five, anyway, bounty hunter from, uh, uh, Morristown, Tennessee, up near Knoxville, Tim Horner's town. Uh, two, two bounty hunters come up to get New Jack on some kind of warrant out of Morristown area. You know, and I don't know if Tim had anything to do with that dude, but it was Tim's job. I mean, it was right there. They knew he knew he was what he was. You know what I mean? You know? Right. And, and, and they come, come up to Paul, and Paul said, well, said, we're, they're a big part of this pay-per-view here, this tag match, this four-way tag. We've been doing, pushing this for months, you know, building to this. And this said, afterwards, can you take him in? And, uh, <clears throat> you know, you kind of knew that's what it was. And, and uh, uh you know, it was on a felony. I don't know what it was about. I don't know what all it was. I really don't. But uh, some, I think, something happened when he was in Smoky Mountain. So, I don't know, something like that. Season 97, 98. Well, we all fought all over the building. We started the ring. We fought all over the building and everything. And the uh, story I always heard was <laughs> they had a van out there for Jack and the Dudleys and, and, and Jack and uh, uh Cronus fought outside. Jack got they put Jack in the band to got him out of there. Had his gear and everything, and had his clothes and, and all that. Well, these guys were mad. Man. He, he avoided. He avoided the arrest. You kind of knew some way he was going to get out of there. I'll just say right. That. No, you didn't. Nobody yeah. told you nothing, but you just sort of knew, and it was kept quiet, and it was over and done. And them guys were pissed off, man. Let me. As much heat I think is, Paul is e, I think Paulie's dad was a big time lawyer, right? And I 
think he got Jack out of it some way. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Something like that. Let me let me ask you a question about uh about Tammy uh in the gangsters. If now we know how much heat New Jack and the gangsters had, but what if Jimmy would have put Tammy with them and then she fell for New Jack? Do you think? Uh, well, you think that here's definitely a would've... here's a true true story off of that, but it wasn't with New Jack. Uh, Jimmy was going to bring in Tony, Tony Atlas. Atlas. Yeah, he was going to yeah. bring in Tony Atlas. Put. Uh, put Tammy with, with Tony and, and now he was already working with Vince then. Of course Vince loved Tony Atlas. He always liked Tony Atlas, you know, and then knew him from, you know, could Tony work for his father and Vince was always into bodybuilding and you know what I mean? And I think Tony's the one always put him on a diet and, you know, helped him with his workouts and stuff and they were always Vince always liked Tony, still does. Uh and you know, and, and there was everything, you know, Paul Fame, all that he's done with it. Um and and the word Jimmy wanted to do that big and really push that envelope with the white girl with the black eye and him being older, you know, too. And, uh, and it would have worked. And I was, they were have me working with them. Uh, and, uh, and doing you know, a lot of heat on me, you know, get Tony over and, uh, and Jimmy and, uh, and, and, you know, young girl, you know, that Hillary Clinton gimmick. Remember that? And, uh, yep, and I remember <laughs> yeah. she had, well, uh, the story we were told was, uh, Tony's wife, didn't like the idea and, and, and talked to him, you know, he, you know, could get in trouble, get arrested, get shot, killed. You know what I mean? You know I mean? And that was her husband, you know what I mean? You know, and, uh, yeah. uh, you know, and, and she, she just was just not, not keen on it at all. So it, it didn't happen. And, uh, they really didn't have nothing for me. I had worked with a few guys already, you know, I'd worked Tony and I worked Brian Lee and they didn't have nothing. That was the next thing he had up. And, you know, I was doing some Japan stuff then too. You no, know? and uh, we were in a, a, a fair show in Newport, Tennessee, and uh, Ricky Morton was always Jimmy's assistant booker. A lot of the shows, you know, Jimmy made the big shows. He didn't make a lot of the spot shows. Jimmy, Ricky had, you know, took ran the dressing room, you know, and and, and everything, and uh, through Jimmy, you know, and uh, you know, and and he was telling me that, you know, and uh, and I was like, wow, you know, and and. Uh, he said, you really don't have nothing for you right now, dude. And I just thought, oh, well, I hope you don't let me go. Then I thought, I looked, and I said, well, hey, I said, let me move down the card, wherever y'all want me at, mid-card, uh, or whatever. And I said, let me work with that kid right there. And uh, he goes, oh, he says, uh, uh, Tim kind of killed him off, and I had him doing the baby bottle matches and all that, and never put him over. And that's what Ricky said. I can't. I, I remember watching their match. They had great matches, Tim and Tristan. And uh, I did. It, 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 Chris, Chris Candido. Good match. Chris Candido, yeah. too. I was I asked to work with him. And uh and uh Jimmy and Ricky said, we were running by Jimmy and Jimmy loved it. You know, and said, Yeah, let's do it. So that's what we did. That's how oh. you know and uh, and then after Chris that, was, uh Chris and Chris, Brian tagged up for a while, Tammy managed them. Yep, yep, that's it. Um, you know, we were talking about Chris in New Orleans, man, and um Hi, Tracy. I know this is uh, tough because you know Chris was such a good guy. Um, you got any? Uh, I, I shouldn't even say you got any good thoughts. Obviously, you got great thoughts of Tim. I'm not Tim. <laughs> um, Chris. Yeah. Uh, is there? Let me ask this: Is there any guy in the wrestling business that got a, a just had worse luck than maybe Chris? And I'm speaking of when he breaks his leg and he has the 
you know, he ends up dying from that. I just think Chris Candido just if there's an injustice uh, at the top of the of the pro wrestling game, it's Chris Candido because he was so damn good. And I don't think the yeah. world really ever got to got to realize that. Oh, he was, you know, he was going to get uh, before that happened. They 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 were going to really go with Chris. Uh, he was managing uh, Chase Stevens, Andy Douglas, the natural thing, and, and it was going to work too. Six man and tag, tags, or or, or and, and singles, whatever. And Dusty was uh, looking uh, TNA, and Dusty loved him. You know, and, uh, he, you know, had big plans for him. And then, you know, we don't know what happened. Uh, you know, you know, and and and, and everything. And I was going to work with him uh, not long. Uh, go Germany. And uh, Ian Rotten was going to be working Chris uh, somewhere up around Chicago. And I couldn't wait for that. And uh, I was in the airport. I remember calling him, talking to him. And I was excited about that. It was, got me motivated. I just got back working to him. I took a little time off, you know. And uh, boy, I was motivated to do it. And uh, I got back in Germany, and it was on a Thursday night. I was uh, worked somewhere spot show and it's raining real hard. I remember this Shane Douglas called me and one told me Chris had died at one o'clock. I back in the car and probably shouldn't have been flying. Uh, 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 and I uh, just, just shocked. You know, shocked. You know, That's can you believe Tracy that was fourteen years ago now? Yeah. And one of my favorite guys to work with, along with Bobby Eaton, Jerry Lawler, um, uh, you know, uh, Chris Candido, all a great guy. God bless him. It's just a shot, you know. Yeah. Um, Still it. Uh, yeah. And for I never met him, but from everyone that I knew that met him and knew him, they all talked yeah. about how Bobby Blazer said how great he was. Um, many, oh, and Bobby Blazer had great matches. Yeah. Oh man, they were they were doing stuff back then that people weren't doing. You know, uh, you'd, you'd see some of that really that type of style come in when you know Eddie Guerrero, Dean, uh, Benoit. You know what I mean? You know, uh, uh, those guys in WCW were doing. It, you know what I mean? You know, and and uh, Bobby and Chris were doing it and uh, just tearing it down. You know. Yeah, Bobby and Chris had good matches, and 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 like I yeah. said, um. I really thought that yeah. that he Bobby was another could, real underrated Bobby Bobby Blaine's God, he was a hell of a worker. Uh, yeah, you know, he was he was face face he could he could do anything. Blanco yep. trained him. Yeah, right. He he had great training. Yeah. I mean, he was he was he was yeah. a, he was a heck of a talent. And I mean, he 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 yeah. showed it in Smoky Mountain, man. Smoky Mountain was yeah. we talked about. We said it. It was a, it was a great place for. For, for guys that got started, and Chris was one of those well, guys who switched the belt with Waller. Uh, Bobby took the belt off of Waller, the Smoky Mountain belt off of Waller. So, right there, what Jimmy thought of him, you know. So, you know. yeah, yeah, I, he had a lot of faith in him. I mean, right there, like you said, man, he he, he took the belt off of Lawler, and if that doesn't show you faith in someone, I don't know what does. Yeah. Hey, Tracy, I got a question. Um, a couple other questions uh, before we get out of here, man. Um, from uh, some listeners. Uh, Bobby Murray, one of our uh, listeners, wants to know. He says uh, he wanted your thoughts on the USWA versus Smoky Mountain feud. And for the record, 
I uh, only saw the Smoky Mountain episode, so I didn't get to see. I haven't seen whatever happens in USWA, like uh, any angles that were shot as far as that TV. Yeah, was, was uh, just... that was wild. We uh, hit the TV that day and uh, hit the ring on them and trash cans and everything and, and uh, PG-13, you know what I mean? You know, and uh, and, uh, and started in with that. And, uh, uh, and then they, uh, Doug Gilbert had uh, uh, been in Japan and when we were getting our heart into it, big, they did a surprise thing and brought Doug out as a baby face. And God, the first night Buddy worked with him in Memphis, and the second night I worked with him, and God, man, he was older boy. You know, they didn't expect that. And we, they left always kept hate on us. Good. Uh, some of them buildings I had to get police escort out of the building and out of the county. That's, and yep. that's good yep. that it was drawing during that time when wrestling was still in a recession. You know, I mean, wrestling hadn't truly yeah. recovered uh, at that point. And to say that it was, you know, the feud was drawing and the feud was going good. And like you said, the heat that you had, you know, yeah. you were fighting your way out of a building. That's a, that, that, that oh, says it's something. It's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. It did good business there for a while. Yeah. Sure and then there toward the end, Jimmy and Randy Hales get involved in that. You know, Randy was all along. He looked to see uh, USWA. Jimmy, the bodies, heavy bodies come in, you know, and, and uh, you know, and, and stuff. And you know, and it just uh, it was really good. You know, they worked PG thirteen. PG thirteen was really over back then. And they turned Doug and Doug Gilbert and Tommy Rich babyface, and they were over big. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah they were good. They sure were. good. Good, good stuff, man. That's amazing. Like I said, it, the fact that wrestling was down at that point. It it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Um, I got, I got, I got another question. Ben Martin, he wanted to know. Um, uh, he said to ask you about the match you had or uh, with Leva Bates. It was insane. And then he oh, also well, said well. to ask about <laughs> something a match with you and Sue Young. I, for the record. I haven't seen this. He also wanted to know the craziest thing you saw as a fan or as a wrestler in ECW uh, as a member of the FBI. But let's start with uh, uh, you and Leva Bates. Uh, he wants to, he wants to know your thoughts on that. 
Oh, uh, that was for that girl fight thing, Pondo and them do, and Terry Harper. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, and they just, they told me just to go out there and rag on her hard, man. You know, you know, uh, why does a woman wrestle a man? And, you know, just be between sheets. and You know what I mean? You know, just the, right. the male uh, chauvinist thing and all, and then right. put her over. So that's what I did. And I, I started ragging on her mom hard. <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> the people were just living alive, you know, and, uh, you know, called me a lot of stuff, man, man, and everything, you know, just everything, and it was, that was crazy, and she was good, good worker, Levi, very good, and, uh, you know, it, it got good response, and, uh, you know, it was, it was a night off, you know, it was a lot of fun, you know, and it's a lot more fun to be a heel, you know, oh, it's yeah. easy to make make people hate you and then that one uh, i was so young same thing that's what uh, uh you know uh high spots uh mike he wrestlecon is on that's mike uh that owns high spots uh, right mike is WrestleCon, <laughs> you know but uh mike i was told when i went up to the wrestlecon that uh, were, uh on the, the penis party joey Bryan's show uh, penis penis mike show that's Joey's thing, you know what I mean, and whatever deal they had worked out. Right, right, right. Them and, and everything, and and, and, uh, and I was told I was going to work Joey, so I was like, okay, you know, I'd seen, I'd been on a few shows with him, and Joey, you don't realize he's like, Joey Ryan's a hell of a worker. He's been he's been working nineteen years. He never got no notoriety until he started doing that gimmick. And what's he supposed to do? You not turn it down? He's making. He's making good enough money. He don't have to go to WWE or AEW. So he's doing pretty good. <laughs> you know? and, uh, I don't think and, I don't think people realize what you said, Tracy. Because like I'm not the biggest Joey Ryan fan, but I get why people. No, no, uh, but he's I, he can work. He can wrestle. Right. He's a hell of a worker. Yeah, hell. like I don't think people realize that yeah. that he had a I'll call it a career, a but bump. he yeah he's from California. Right, this isn't a popular opinion on on our show because you know we got a lot yeah. of uh, I'm I'm a cornet guy. I love Jimmy, and, yeah, yeah, and a lot yeah, of our yeah. listeners yeah, love Jimmy, yeah. and Jimmy hates Joey Ryan, obviously. But yeah. like, <laughs> I, I just want to say something as you're saying that because I agree. Um, a lot yeah. I, people I know that know Joey Ryan talk about how he actually, and I've seen it. He he actually is a really good wrestler. The thing yeah. was, yeah. it wasn't until he started doing the, the dick spot that he started making a lot of money. So. <laughs> Well, you know. he was, he was, yeah, Mike, he was, he had a line, a long line, and they grabbed his balls for like $30, 40 a <laughs> shot. Plus, you're selling t-shirts and pictures like crazy. I mean, God almighty, man. What's he supposed to do? Say no? Right. You know, I, mean, you I mean, I understand. I'm I'm old school. And everything. I just said, look, I said, when you go to the bank, I said, they don't ask you how you did it. Do they? You know, <laughs> and he's like, no. And, uh, he, he, you know, he knew independent people knew, but at uh, first he, he, you know, now I think he kind of fires back. But, I mean, anyway, uh, uh, they, uh, I thought I was going to work with Joey, and they switched it and did a, a tag. I want to say they did like a six-man or, 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 or intergender women women involved, too, and, and they put me working so young. And they wanted me to have the same style-type match I had with uh, uh, Levi. He said he'd seen that. He said, I want you to do what you did with them. He said, do the same type thing, you know, change it up a little, you know. So that's what I did. And, uh, you know, and, and it was fun. And because you see a lot of matches you do, uh, it seems to me where you see a guy working a girl, 
And they just go out and work like they're working another guy. I thought, no, let's don't do that. Plus, right. the two matches before us were one was a six man, and they had all them boys doing the lucha type style, flying everywhere, and then like a six way uh, or a three way dance or something with them doing all that. And I thought, what in the world? We're not going to go out here and do it. I, you know, I can't do none of that, and I never could. And, uh, so, so let's just totally do it, you know, the total opposite. I said, you know, and, and uh, you know, and that, it, was, it came off good and got good in the spot, got real good reviews. So, you know, and then uh, Joey and them did that six way thing or whatever it was they did, and they, they had like um, uh, balloons, or not balloons, uh, blow up <laughs> things, like penises and all that stuff they did. And, <laughs> You know, place went crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I know you 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 had briefly talked about this, or you you had mentioned it to me in New Orleans at Wildcat X Rated. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm chuckling because I I I, I, I again I'm not, I'm not I'm not the Joey Ryan fan. I, I think I personally think that the the dick spot is really dumb, but you know what? So the problem is money. you know. It's, it's- it's right. And it's, what's crazy about wrestling is the weirdest things get over. And I've been on shows with him, and he gets a lot of response. And uh, he works it to the T. And, uh, you know, and he, if, he, if he went to a big company, they'd water it down and, and not let him be his own your boss on it. And plus, you know, if he's working for a company, they're getting a, you get a check there, and then your tax different than you would if, you know, you know what I mean? When you're. He's doing it under the table. I'm sure he, he claims what he has to claim, you know, but, but then again, he don't have to claim a lot. And you know how that is, Uncle Sam. Yeah. So he, he, yeah. he, what they offered him, both WWE, he was talking to both of us. I was on a show with him about a month ago. And uh, he, he said, you know, I don't have much freedom with my character as much. And uh, maybe with AEW, but uh, he said, but money-wise and being on the road and everything, so I'm really kind of better off doing what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's yeah, what he, he, yeah. It's America, and you know, in a capitalist yeah. economy. I mean, what are we supposed to? T- you know, you, you do what you got to do, Joey. I mean, that's all it is to it, you know. I, but I said to him, I said, because I said Joey Ryan. I said I've seen that name results. I never went on any shows with you until you started doing this. And I said, how long have you been working? He told me this a few months ago. Uh, uh, he said nineteen years. Yeah. yeah, it's a that's uh, yeah that's amazing when you think about like how long yeah it's actually been at yeah. it you know I thought, um, I thought I'd seen your name around for a while and results and you know things like that and, and uh, <laughs> but he didn't ever get, really get a break till he did that amazing huh you know it's like yeah it, it's it's crazy because you sit there and think about it and look we're not saying he's like the greatest pro wrestler of all time but i, I know what tracy where tracy's coming from here and, and and tracy you're you're an old school guy so for you to you to say this and have your thoughts i mean it, it's you know your your thoughts and and opinions on well, i thought like I, ever, I was on a show with him and met him and and you know and just saw how he presented and everything dude and i just thought good lord they're eating this up He's selling gimmicks like crazy. Uh, he's getting over. He's getting good, really good money everywhere he's going. He does other stuff with it. I don't know. He had one shirt, and he said something about get this shirt to buy to the Indies or something like that when he, they were all talking to him. He said, what kind of them shirts? And then he never left the Indies. <laughs> you know, because you know, he didn't have to. You know. Yeah. You know, hard, hard to, it's, it, that's the thing. It's, uh, 
guys like him, or I'm not a big fan of the Young Bucks, although I respect their hustle. Uh, yeah. You know what, what are you supposed to say? They they found a way to make money off of it, and it's hard to knock yeah. somebody. I don't know. Again, it's a different era, and I mean, I, I get everything with Jimmy Shea, and I'm totally with you know. And, but I mean, everything evolves, and I, I you know, uh, God rest his soul, Brickhouse Brown. I remember being on a show in 2011 for the Insane Clown Posse uh, at the Gathered, and I said. I said, Rick, I said, would you ever think the business would come to how it is now? What we're watching right here in front of our eyes <laughs> with all these <laughs> juggalos and everything. And he goes, you know, man, he goes, I've learned to just look at it like since Y2K, you know, 2000, everything's got a different spin to it anymore. It ain't just wrestling. He said, it's their spin on what we do. Yeah. That's the way I've heard anybody put it, you know. Everything evolves, I guess, is the way to put it. Yeah. Again, it it doesn't mean I have to be a fan of it, but uh, if we're going to be honest, like but you said, some everything are, evolves. Right? Rest, wrestling's like a restaurant, different type of food. You may not yeah. like pizza, but you may love hamburgers, right? You may go to Golden Crown and get it all. Yeah. 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 It, it, it evolves. It evolved. Um, Tracy, uh, the, the only, one other question Ben had was he said, what was the craziest thing that you saw uh, from either wrestlers or fans while in ECW as a part of the FBI, full-blooded Italians, which uh, that was a heck of a gimmick, I, I will say. I did enjoy that. Oh, we would, we would uh, you know, Tommy and I were Italian at all. And back then, they didn't really like that, some of them, you know. And Atlas Security, about every one of them boys was Italian. <laughs> and they were real deal. They were they were tough guys. And people always ask me who the toughest guy in ECW. I always say that was security. Boys on there, they were badass guys, and good, great guys. Every one of them, just super guys. Some of them boys, ex pro football players, martial arts, MMA, all that, you know, and cool guys. And some of them, you know, some white guys, some black guys, some Italians. Every one of them, they love to fight. And they used to tell us, he goes, y'all get them riled up so we can kick some ass. You know? <laughs> <laughs> didn't laugh, but you know what I mean. You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We, we'd go out to the, to the show or, or, or uh, uh, to the bars, you know, after parties and stuff afterwards. And they'd have us go, and Atlas Security would come. And look, I'm telling you, they punked out, punk out the bouncers, uh, the owner, waitress, whatever you want. You didn't have nothing to worry about. Long as they was around, I'm not kidding. And then they were cool about it how they did things, but nobody messed with them. Uh, 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 I can remember uh, the Dudleys would really get that real crazy, crazy heat. Uh, and uh, um, I can't remember exactly. I believe it was Dan Maryland or one of them, one of the two. And it was a big, big arena. And me, myself, myself, Rito, Tommy Matthews, Tommy Rogers, we standing up so high. On top of the camp because we always like to get a buzz and watch uh, the Dudleys just challenge over, <laughs> you know, and all everything. And they will, uh, somebody threw a chair in and hit a uh, big Dick Dudley. If you remember him, you remember him? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he was a badass guy, Italian. He was a tough guy, had done time for involuntary manslaughter, was a collector. He was not, he was a tough, you know, good guy. He really was. Somebody hit him with a chair, took a chair and hit him in the back head. He went off. And Devon and, 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 and Bubba followed him out, and they were just knocking people the fuck out like crazy. We're standing on top of the, uh, uh, like, 
campers. It was campers or something, something like that. I can't remember. It must have been RVs or, or maybe a diesel uh, tractor trailer. Uh, some way we were up there when we were watching it and drinking, just drinking a few beers, watching them guys. You know, that's what you do because they get them to ride. And, well, boy, I have a security coming. They mowed a lot of ass. I mean, they kicked ass. And I remember <laughs> Tommy Rogers goes, You got to go help them? And then Tommy uh, goes, Don't look like we got to. Uh, oh my God, that's right. It was security killing people. <laughs> they, no, I'm serious. They beat, they beat up 100 people. Were you? <laughs> A lot of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I can and, see And we're it. just watching it. And, and then the boy, NYPD, got there. was everywhere, man. Oh, my God. And uh, sure. uh, Alex had, uh, uh, I think they, they got Alex. And I uh, took Alex in. And uh, he didn't get out to the next night at the arena and just in time for his match. You know? And uh, that was real crazy. Another one, there was Guys out by the ring did something and uh, bottles and axles matched. I believe they were working with gangsters or, or, uh, or Dudley's, maybe Dudley's. I'm not sure. But uh, 80 something cops got called. That's what I remember. 80 something cops. Yeah. Do, do you yeah. remember? Stuff like that happened a lot. One time uh, a guy, uh, something happened, took his punch at Shane or something like that. And, First one got there to him uh, was in uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. It was Perry Saturn. He just blew his knee out. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. An old dressing room just, boom, just knocked the curtain down and everything. Do you, you were you were on Heat Wave 98 in ECW when, when Bubba cut that scathing promo. Um, yeah. Do, uh, Mar- Marietta, Georgia, was it? No, that one was the one in um. That hey, one was the one. Hold in on, the... hold on one second. Hold on one second. Okay, I can't remember where it was, but I think I Dayton, know what you're talking about. Dayton, Ohio, at the Harrow Arena. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That was we, the one. We were on the dark match. We weren't on the pay per view that night. We were on the dark match. Right. But, Do uh, you we, remember we, we Bubba's promo that ball. night though? I can remember. Yeah, Bubba did a lot. Right. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, but where, where Bubba oh, told man. the the um the. The, the woman in the front row, we got a woman here who taught her daughter how to suck dick, and that was just part of what he... <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, I can't remember Bubba, how it all went, but yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Bubba was, uh, yeah, Bubba was uh, getting them involved, man. Bubba another was, one, uh, my first my first night there, I worked with Taz, and I had already worked, and uh, um, I, I believe, we, I can't remember what point we were on the card, I, I'm not sure. Um, well, uh, at the arena uh, at, at Philly, they had upstairs there, and uh, you know, and you could go out and kind of watch the matches from up there. And uh, all I can remember was Jack, New Jack. He goes, "Who are you?" And the guy said something. He goes, said something, caught off his name. He goes, "Jack beat his ass all the way down the stairs." I mean, oh, I mean, beat the hell out of this guy. And this guy was trying to get away, and the whole dressing room come after him. Yeah, I ain't never seen a man run that fast. That guy was gone, and 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 everybody chasing him, you know, and and uh, and, and everything. And that was my first night there. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! But oh god, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Sure did. That, that kid was running for his life, man. That boy was. He's a pretty big old boy. 
you know, a black guy, you know, and, 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 uh, and I don't, he, he came, I don't know how he got in there. You know, uh, there was one little place you could kind of crawl under, dude, I believe that's how he got in there. And as big as he was, I don't know how he did it, but he did it. And, and, uh, yeah, Jack beat him. Oh God. You know, that was crazy. That guy, he, he down the stairs and did something and, I don't remember Jack beat him up all the way down the stairs. I don't know how it worked and did. And some way he got away from Jack and he was gone. Everybody was chasing him. Wow. Yeah. Another night uh, uh, at the arena, uh, 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 you remember Two Cold Scorpio? Remember him, Scorp? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Tammy, something happened. Tammy and Chris was leaving the arena. And, uh, um, and these guys were somewhere next door or somewhere in another part of the building and something, they weren't wrestling fans and they got into it with, with Tammy said something to crude stuff. Tammy, of course, Tammy had that mouth and she smarted back and then they all come after her. Chris just kind of covered her and didn't want, you know, keep her. He didn't fight. He just was trying to keep from, uh, and I think Sabu was in the area and Sabu nailed a few of them and, all I remember was running outside, and I saw Big Alex, Big Dick Dudley chasing guys. They were running like scalded dogs from him. He was whopping anybody in sight. He could get his hands on. And then I turned around to my left, and I can remember in about 20, 30 feet from his two-coat Scorpio was just knocking people the fuck out. He was – you ever remember that Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Yeah. Just, bam, 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 just dropping people. That's what it looked like. And I, I just saw – I thought – First thing you help the boys, and, and and Alex was up over here, and all I can remember was, and I don't remember really, I blacked out because I was just trying to help, and because we were way outnumbered, and and uh, the next thing I remembered was I remember in Scorp, Scorp looked at me, and I said, "You all right, Scorp?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "I was right there with you." I said, no, I was with you. I, I, I said, I don't even remember what I did. But they said I was fighting, but I, I, honest to God, I do not. All I remember is trying to survive. And then Tommy Dreamer was, was telling him, calm down, calm down, it's over, it's over. And I was just, you know, you were just wired. And, you know, it was, and the cops were coming from all directions. That's stuff I got all the time. Yeah, that was the norm in ECW, right? Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, you, it happened so much. I was 20 more stories, I can tell you. I just think of them right now <laughs> you know i'm serious yeah. and, but but yeah. i'll tell you what i didn't none of them want to mess with that with security uh-huh. you know it's funny you say that but based on what everything you're telling me ecw needed atlas security i mean there was oh, there was no doubt yeah. they they had to have those guys there because of the yeah. outward because of the craziness that was going on in ecw oh man, man. and they would had an after party, they invited us out to bar, sonsers, whatever it was. They always went to bar too, same way, man. Didn't bounce, didn't mess with you, didn't nobody mess with you, didn't nobody mess with you when you guys around. They, they, yeah, they, like, they all great. had jobs, you know, they had whatever things, and that was their getaway to go out and party on the weekend. Their expenses were paid, and you know, and, and they just went out and had a good time, and uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, and, and, and they, they still do, I guess, you know. <laughs> Uh, they still do. They still do stuff for wrestling and other things too. I mean, you know, they're uh, Ronnie. Uh, I can't remember his last name. The guy who runs it. And God, I remember he, uh, he had a broken arm or something, and uh, I, something happened. I can't remember. Uh, I, I was I was in the match, and I don't remember exactly what happened. The first guy getting to the guy 
was running. He had a broken arm. <laughs> <laughs> His arms were cast. He was wobbling. He was bounding people. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, I could listen. Those yeah. <laughs> ETs, I, I'm he did. He really <laughs> was. Oh yeah. man, no, no, that that's man, that's it's that's a different. Really Those kind stuff. of things can't happen. You can't. That's in the nineties. You can't. You can't even have an argument with somebody no more. You go to jail. You know what right. I mean? Right. No. Yeah, you can't do it, man. With Twitter yeah, and Facebook yeah. and everything, you ain't yeah. nothing. Yeah. No, yeah. Nothing like that's ever gonna happen again. That was no. In fact, Tracy, no. the nineties was the end to that that was when it ended yeah 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 yeah, yeah. well you know it, it, like everybody gets offended over everything the social media too you know what i mean you know twitter yeah. facebook instagram everything nobody talks on the phone or in person no more it's either uh you know on one of those things you know text or, you know and, and all and things get uh uh out of context i guess is the word to say yeah yeah I mean, you got now, you got them worrying about Black Mermaid and stuff like that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but when they talk mad. about all that, you know what? But you know what, too? This, you know how the media is and the government. Uh, uh, they don't want race. Racism will never dry. You know why? Because it draws money, it draws viewers, it draws ratings, it draws period. It keeps people's interest, and it, it's all a big diversion to keep up what's really going on. You know, and, and they keep everybody at each other's throats. And, you know, I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, division, division is a work in itself. You, you're, you're actually, yeah. you're actually talking about something that uh, Doc and I and Harper and I talk about on the show a lot of times. And I, I yeah. always use the term. I get it from Bobby Blaze a little bit, and but we always say it's hashtag. It's all a work. Hashtag everything's a work. We don't really mean everything, but you know, ninety. It's like ninety eight percent of everything avenues, is a work. You know what I mean? In different avenues, you know what I mean? Right. You know. Yeah. tell you this uh i i i was told this uh in the tna there when kurt angle was there well do you remember when they had pac-man jones and they had him doing some stuff with wrestling he was suspended from football yep i remember well, that uh, uh uh kurt they said kurt in front of all the boys at a tv or pay-per-view whatever uh asked him he says is pro football a work and pac-man said well, I'll put it like this. He said, anything with money involved, and it's professional. Figure it out. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I thought that was the best answer I've ever heard because, you know, like, like, like in football, football and basketball, look at New Orleans. Saints, come on, man. That, that's my that team, call, Tracy. So let's talk about that. That no that call. call on, yeah, that pass into my God. Was that a work? Yeah. Oh God! And I don't get it. Why did they do that? Because they got the they got the team from Los Angeles that they need to get into the Super Bowl. They want yeah. it. You know, it's a big market. We got to get them in there. They get in there, and it doesn't matter at that point if they win or lose. The fact is, the team from LA is now in the Super Bowl. But if you can, and I'm laughing because you brought that up at the X-rated show because you were getting yeah. on the fans of New Orleans talking about that we need to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they don't deserve it. Oh, yeah. I'm in a hill and giving good because you know. I mean, I, love, I actually love Drew Brees. He, I remember he played uh, Purdue. You know, Purdue, he's great. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. And 
I ain't going to tell them that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm there to get them brought up. That's my job, you know. And, uh, but, yeah, man, that was, that got, God, that got heat, didn't it? When I said oh, that. That, that oh. got heat. And then you had mentioned something about uh, Anthony about Davis. Zion. Zion and Anthony Davis yeah. leaving New Orleans. And, and then the fans were chanting, Tracy sucks. Tracy sucks. <laughs> Tracy sucks. And then after you won the match, you grabbed the microphone and said, who sucks now, motherfuckers? Yeah. I, got oh, the, I actually got that on video. <laughs> I've got that on video. I should send it to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you. Yeah, yeah uh, if you will, please send it if you got the audio on that. that I, good, I'll that send it fun. to you. I got a clip of that's it. That's all I'd to keep. You know, if you can tag me in it, please. I, I, uh, yeah, I, that's all. I, I, do I so. love doing that. I absolutely yeah, it's one of my favorite shows to do to work for Luke there. And uh, they, gosh, man, like, to me, that's one of the best places, uh, independent shows that you'll work is uh, Wildcat. And, uh, oh, yeah. I hope they, yeah. Uh, grow Luke, and Luke expand. Does. And, uh, yep. You know, uh, I only try to go like Philly and Georgia, but well, if I tell you, to me, if they could run Louisiana, you know what I mean? You know, all the major towns, they'll watch yeah. it forever. You know, you got to have people yeah. with the legwork up there, you know. And, uh, I'm glad I'm I'm you know, glad you brought it up because like um you know Harper is my co-host and obviously he works for Wildcat and uh yeah. I've known Luke for I've known Luke for many years and um since the early 2000s I remember when Luke was 160 pounds wrestling let me just say I do that too. So. I, he he worked at ECW <laughs> him Kevin Northcutt and uh, uh Rodney uh you know you know you know Rodney uh Jazz Rodney Yeah yeah I I know Rodney and they worked at actually, ECW I, when um, they were young yeah I knew yeah. um, Kevin and I used to work together on in the Indies. I didn't know I, I know Rodney, but he and I never worked worked together. But uh, Kevin, I knew Kevin from far back as 1995, 1996. So I, I'd known Kevin for for a long time. I met Luke after that. But yeah, I remember I remember Luke being 160 pounds and ECW being in town and and all that good stuff. Yeah, so uh, long long time ago, man. But I am glad that, uh, yeah. that Wildcat yeah. does well. And I tell you what, Tracy. Uh, uh, tell the people I'm not blowing smoke. They they draw at that show that that at that extra. Yeah, all, oh man, you know, what they, a show! It's a live show. That big bar and they, they just what it's what an atmosphere. And he's got some bunch of guys there that that can go uh, that uh, people should know. You know what I mean? You know, I, I, yeah. I'm not good with names. I'm not uh, man. Uh, 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 Spade, Spade. Yeah, uh, Jay Spade. Jay, 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 he's real Jay, good. Yes, yes, man. He's unreal. I worked with him before, you know, Buku and uh, uh, that big tall black kid. I can't think of his name. Beast. And then the other kid, uh, uh, the boys I worked with in the, in the uh, three-way. Oh, uh, Danny Flamingo. Boys. Yeah, yeah, Danny and then and, and another kid uh, yep. and several more. You know, uh, Luke's son has come a long way, got a lot bigger, and uh, they got a good thing going. Uh, they get somebody leg work that could, you know, promote these towns. I mean, you, you guys could run – Homa, Tubido, uh, Baton Rouge, uh, you know, Lafayette, Lake Charles, all them town. They'll watch random for years. Man, each one that, of them every that, two weeks. Yeah, that, that's two weeks. Uh, Well, you know, Tracy, you got to realize, that's man. That's where like, your uh, stronghold is there. You know what I mean? Is where that area. Well, so, I, I grew up. I, that's what I'm saying. I grew up watching Mid-South. Um, you know, Mid-South yeah. from, from uh, I became a fan in 1981. I mean, that's how old I am. So I grew up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, eighty one yeah. through through. Well, heck, I run, remember uh, you. Was it Monday night? They'd run that uh, uh, old building in New Orleans Auditorium. Uh, well, auditorium uh, downtown. Yeah, yeah. Junkyard Dog was a big deal there, boy, big time. 
No, hey, when you when you came in to to uh, to work for Watts in um, '86, um, mm-hmm. were they st- they weren't still running the downtown municipal at that point? He no, was going to they were running Arena, uh, huh? at uh, at that college uh, Lake Arena. Yeah, Lakefront Arena, UNO. That's what I thought. That's it. That's it. Yep. Yeah, they weren't running it. They quit running it. I don't know how long it had been, but uh, it had been, I did it had, there it had been a couple time. years, uh, I think. ECW ran that building. The oh, downtown okay. municipal? Uh, it was either ECW or it was somebody, an uh, independent show. I worked it, I believe. No, it was WCW. WCW. That's what I, I thought. That That's what I thought. WCW. Yeah, yeah WCW Steve, ran it. I Steiners there. I remember that. What a building for wrestling that was. We worked Steiners about three months. Man, that, that, you hey, know? Tracy, that building was perfect for wrestling. Oh boy, it was great! What an atmosphere! Real dark, old style, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know that's wrestling. You know what I mean? That's how people, you know, that's tight uh, yes. building for wrestling all the way. Yeah, that, that building was great for wrestling. That building was great. Man, a lot of them buildings even left. You know, they're tearing them down right and left. Well, you know, that's the thing about the municipal that that building, the downtown one in New Orleans, man, it's been it's been basically hollow since Hurricane Katrina. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, they they haven't figured out what they're going to do with it, man. It's it's all messed up on the inside. You know, nothing's happening down there anymore. They they, they're still trying to determine what they're going to do with the building. But it's vacant and it's it's basically rotting away as we speak. Wow. Could, Could Luke and them run it? No, it's 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 in need need it's of major condemned. repairs. Yeah, it's not condemned, but it's not in good shape. I mean, it's broken glass. The windows yeah. are broken. Yeah. Um, it's hey, sealed today's up. Luke's birthday. Say hello. Say see- happy birthday to Luke. I wish him happy birthday on Facebook. Happy birthday, Luke. I sent Love him. You, I, s- I sent the little bastard yeah. a text and told him happy birthday. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. He works yeah, hard. Man. Yeah, yeah, he but uh, they couldn't run that building because of because of uh, you know it, it's like I said it's just not in, in shape to run. But uh, who knows, man? I mean, you know they they they've done they're doing some good things, so hopefully they'll continue to progress. And uh, you know, Hopper gets yeah. out there and he he gets the people going in his in his in his role, and uh, it's it's a good time whenever I go to one of the shows, man. I I, I like what they do. Yeah, yeah, good atmosphere, real good. Yeah, sure is. Cool. Well, well, Tracy, I don't have any more questions for you. I I think I covered them all. Um, I appreciate your time again, man. This was a lot of fun. I, I, you know, it's always good to talk some old school wrestling with you and talk about even, you know, we talked some new stuff tonight, man. You want to, you want to tell the people where to find you on Facebook or whatever? Yeah. Uh, I'm at, uh, uh, Tracy Smothers 70 at yahoo.com. Something like that. Facebook, uh, one me that's standing talking on the mic. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, things like that, not hard to find on on there. There's a few of them that athlete think they do. That ain't even me. I don't even know. I don't know who does that. <laughs> but but uh, 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 I plug some shows I got coming up. Can I plug that? Yeah yeah yeah. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. I'm gonna drop uh, this uh, just so uh, you know. We're recording this on the on the eighth of July. I'm probably gonna drop this in, in about a, a week and a half once I get it edited and uploaded. So uh, oh okay. If, oh yeah. If you, oh so wait, it so wouldn't this Saturday. It wouldn't be on there anyway, right? No, I, I won't have it up Peter in time. But you, yeah, the, the week of the twentieth. Well, yeah, uh, the eighteenth, I'm doing custom tape down in Columbia, Tennessee, with Jesse Bell. Then the nineteenth, I'm on the show in Columbia, Tennessee. Um, July nineteenth, I can't remember the uh, building. July twentieth, I'm in Clarksville, Tennessee, and then July twenty first, I'm working for Brett Lauderdale and Joey Janella uh, in Nashville on uh, Sunday. And then uh, uh, 27th, uh, uh, 
um, in Evansville, Indiana for New Focus. And then uh, uh, I think the 30th, I'm at a fair somewhere in Kentucky for Jimmy Walls, Rated X. I can't, I can't remember. I think I'm at the gathering on the 2nd. And then I'm uh, over here in Owensboro, Kentucky for WWA on the 3rd of August. You know, the gathering, the jugglers. So, yeah, you, know, you you stay busy, man. Uh, I will say that you're you're you're, you're, con- you're constantly you're constantly ripping and going, Tracy. Even at this, even this at this Saturday, I'm in career. Jackson, Tennessee. Sunday, I'm in Knoxville. But, yeah, I try to keep going. You know, it's hard. You know, Twenty six plus thirty now. You know. Are you are you doing WrestleCade this year? Uh, no one has contacted me yet. There's one. Uh, that's going to get back with me, and uh, I think I'm going to be there. But you know how it is. I don't know. As far as I know, I'm still I'm there. But but uh, zippy on a couple of things. I believe I don't know. That, gotcha. Few people we got, so we'll see. Gotcha. No, I fi- I figured out. I figured I'd ask. Um, I keep getting asked if I'm going to attend one day, uh, just to go as a fan. And I yeah, it's a good time. Fan. It's a good time. Well, and did, were you there for the Smoky Mountain thing that they did two years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, of course, of Jimmy, Bobby Blaze, uh, Bobby Fulton, Tom Pritchard, uh, Dutch Mantel, you know, uh, uh, gosh, and, and myself were, were all there. Yeah. 